We're playing there, Rico. I'm sick of this of like yeah you was like right when the cell phone started yeah, popping right, right before it was over whenever they still had the uh, the minute phones <laughs> the, the skip shock on prime uh, code phone the disc man little cushion on his yeah like, yeah yeah man, man, man. Man. Like, what yeah you, if you got you can't the, run if, with this if, yeah not with the walk the cd joint no there was definitely no working out with that oh no they had them fly walk mans with the not, waterproof clip on it they actually went from music to frisbees like in 30 seconds as long as you scratch it it's over with it did it went <laughs> <laughs> hey, depending on who CD it was, it was automatic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get the first verse out, like, ah, this trash. You, you see a lot of that walk. I was curious to how, how, how often did that happen? It's like you had to buy that whole CD to get that single that was the only thing yeah. hot on there. Yeah. yeah. That was a couple of CD DJ. It still, it still went platinum. Oh yeah, everything was, was going go. It didn't matter what you was putting. They was they was playing them off of ringtones. Mm -hmm. But there was such a thing as a maxi single too. Who? The maxi single. Tell them about that maxi single. Where you where you can get the the single. Now you can get the single. You can get the instrumental. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You can get possibly the acapella, depending on the the genre of the music. Maybe a little remix. You're going to get the remix. Yeah, that was before the remix. Get the remix. That Especially was before the remix. People wasn't remixing back then. It was just the song. No, the remix came later. You got to get that did. to, you yeah, got yeah. Get that to Timberland and Magoo. Yeah. They started that. Yeah. But I mean, in my know, opinion, I'm just saying. I'm well, old, you, old, so. You can get a total song, you know what I'm saying? With a, with a, with a, what was your first rap it? album you got into? First rap album? Like the first group that you got into. Who was the first person you said, damn, they, they dope. Do you remember? Group? And I'm just saying individual group, whatever. What was the first rap thing that you remember? Like, what? who was that person or that group that, that when you first started? Was it Master P? Was NWA for me. Yeah, I was going to say NWA and then Whoa, for... Was that, that's, I'm saying, was still. that like your first, like, were they already old or were like, they, they just coming out? They, no, nah, they was already out already. They would have had to be. Yeah, I'm 94, so they was already... Yeah, it had to that, be. That's not the graduation Yo, no, because my joint is Sugar yeah, Hill. Graduated. See, I remember when they dropped the Sugar Hill album. <laughs> yeah. See, see now, my, 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 my I remember first, the, when that joint first came out. Hip hop, the hippie, the hippie, the hippie. No, it would have been the Wu Tang. Nah, Wu. It was man. It was uh before the Wu. No, actually, actually, Eric B. Rockhill. This is a true story. Um, they used to have something called Budweiser Superfest. Yep. Yeah. Now, I know y'all, yeah, older cats know what city, that is. City, anybody from a city should know that. Uh, and uh, there was the Sheridan Hotel down in St. Louis. We was down there for a church convention. Now, my sister, being a music buff, you know, man, the, the I think the the lineup would have been like James Brown and uh, Curtis Blow. Whatnot. Oh, wow. So we actually, man... Got James Brown's autograph, you know what I'm saying, in the in the lobby, met Melly Mel and them. So I was on hip hop different. Right. You know, like I knew about Grandmaster Flash and uh Melly Mel and Fab, all that. Well, I was saying I don't think it, my first real concert was Parliament Funkadelic. See, yeah, yeah. So how old were you when that popped off? I was about uh, 11, 10 or eleven. So, I remember going to the Spectrum with my uncle. It was a $10 uncle. ticket. What? How live is man. this? It's a leverage year old being in a party. Oh, man. Let me tell you. Let, 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 man, I, I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> it was different for sure. It was just uh, my uncles, went, they were a big music wow. fan. So, and I lived, you know what I mean? Coming from Philly, it was like, you know what I mean? It's almost you had to go to certain stuff. You had to do certain stuff to be 
authenticated, I guess, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But even being a young kid, you know what I mean? That Philly. was... George to see George Clinton and the P Funk All Stars, man, come on, that was amazing. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And as I got older, right like uh, you know, my genre kind of, uh, you know, I opened up to different genres in music. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a big ACDC fan. I seen them three times in the same summer one year. That's crazy. You know what I mean? It's just like, and every time it was like it's the same music, but the show was totally different every single time. Right. You know what I mean? It was not the same. Uh, I'm gonna do this song first. Or, you know what I mean? We ain't gonna have the same stage. Uh, Presence, you know what I mean? Every single time. It different. He started. It was killer. You would have caught him in their prime, too. No, no. ACDC was uh, when they, was the reunion tour, the, the, uh, oh, right. yeah, when they came back. So was it all original? I was going to say. No, it wasn't the original. No, the guitar, yeah, the guitar player, not the, uh, the lead singer changed. So they had took a hiatus. They toured for like 10 years and they came back with the uh, Back in Black album. Okay. The Back in Black tour. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they they, op- they closed the spectrum, did the metal last, and they came back and opened the uh the Wells Fargo Center. Hmm. So all three in the same summer, man, my dude, my dude was a huge fan. We worked together. So like during the day, we get 10 hours. And then uh, out of the 10 hours, you get like so many hours you can listen to your genre of music. You know what I mean? Like we had a white dude, some Mexican yeah. dude. So it was just every time. day. And every day he would just play that same ACDC tape. And you knew when his time was up because he turned the tape over. It would be the end of the last song. Like, okay, time to go. <laughs> man, yeah. that's, that's all that bump in my work, is that, uh, that, that classic rock. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. That's kind of like that that football locker room Pink, too, Pink you know Floyd. that workout room. Workout yeah. is like that radio station's on that dial. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, man, fifteen put- minutes on this, fifteen <laughs> minutes on that. Yeah, you probably my, my introduction to music was like kind of backwards. So I didn't go straight to hip hop. So I was going straight to what my grandmother was listening to. So yeah, definitely. I was already on Barry White. I was on. Gerald Levert. Yes. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. So like, Frankie Lyman was my favorite. Like, literally, yeah. as a four-year-old, five-year-old, getting out of school, like, literally, I'm listening. I that was funny. I, I still remember. I used to be in my, my grandma in the room, and I used to play it on the computer, and because uh, they still had CDs at the time, so I would pop it into the computer. Wow. And uh, I used to play Snake on the That was when Snake and uh, Pink Pinball was on the computer. Like, yeah. yeah. Only that stuff. So uh, that's what I was listening to first. The little dots. Yeah. The then NWA. After NWA, right, it was right, right, right. It was a rap. Tupac, and it was, it was it was over from there. It was it was introduction. Yeah, it was over. It was a rap from there. I turn that on around my kids. They be lost. Lost. Oh, no, they don't understand none of that. They my son tell me to turn it off. Do. He's like, I can see the cuss words in my head. Turn that <laughs> off, <Patty. laughs> Nah, for real. I can see them in my head. That's crazy. Nah, straight up. Like, like he told me that enough times, I got to change it now. Because it's real. Because it's like, if I say it, he'd be like, yo, what I say about saying bad words? words. Like, yeah, you know. He be, he real with that. Yeah, my daughter pull out with the swear jar. See? She's they serious. Know. They know, yeah. She tried to they get a mic. <laughs> she trying to get a bike. Man. Hey, she's she trying to get a car. Crowdfund the bike. Right. Dad, please cuss the day. Please. I'm, st- I'm still teaching. Like, she even though the they rate. like got their own money, I still like, hey let, hey, let us pay for it. Put your money up. Save that bread. Save, I wish yeah. I would have saved my bread from when I was a kid. Until I was about 18, I'd probably be sitting on something crazy. Man. Them dollars and them fives and tens. They had up. Happy birthdays. They had up for real. <laughs> If I had all that bread, boy. Yeah, you had to get that little car. Uh-huh. All that, little, all, that little, all that little five, six, that, seven-year-old birthday money. That get that game. You lucky if you get to keep that. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of places get that confiscated. Flash, I yeah. Okay. Shout out to moms. Go to the house. 
Yeah, real quick. Go, hey, big bank, take little uh, bank. <laughs> I mean, you're not playing that game. <laughs> no. Big bank, take little bank. That's funny as hell. Oh, my God. True story. Man. Yeah, mom be like, yeah, put all them in one card. They, they all them going in my purse. Man, go, go ahead, go ahead and read it, baby. And <laughs> <laughs> read it. No, I, Give me that twenty. I got smooth when I start sneaking my money when I got the card. I was like, yeah. Uh, the, where, where, <laughs> hey, somebody be like, where are we putting the money? Right here. Right, yeah. right, right here. I hold on to it. <laughs> I got it. Or put that money up. Big bank. Yes. Yes. You know, childhood was fun, but uh. We have somebody special in the building this mm-hmm. evening. And I want to hear about his childhood a little bit, talking about Philly. Because mm-hmm. all I have is Will Smith to go off of. Oh, wow. A little, a little Mick Mill to go off of. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a little Cassidy, maybe. <laughs> Don't forget Cassidy. A little Patty LaBelle. We, we can go Broadway back. We got, we, we got the music from the same. Is that the you know, Broadway we, bully? We got yeah. the uh, don't forget don't forget this, Bernard. This, okay. Yeah, we had boxing in the house last yeah, oh, week. We got, we got, we got Bernard. Yeah, we yeah. Be hard. There's a lot. No, Dick Teller. We got AI, and AI is taking over, y'all. By the way, he De- is. definitely. We're good, Cannon. Julius Irvin, and that's the answer. <laughs> I gotta give yeah, it to the greatest. The, we got the what is that? The, the fish. Greatest to ever do it. What's, what's that movie called? The fish. Uh, I'll fight somebody over that. <laughs> <laughs> You can't but, be better than the person that has started it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's tough to do. You know what I mean? they, they won't give Kobe credit because he's too, too much like Mike. So that's, hey, that's you know the, I mean? hey, that's Philly right there too. If you want to go, if you want to go above the above the rim, you got to give it to Doc and basketball, bro. He took the game there. And if we gonna talk about Philly, we got to talk about Philly, right? Uh-huh. I like appreciate to, it. We like to welcome you to the podcast. Uh-huh. That's what's up. Uh-huh. What it do? What it do? What's up, fellas? What's How going on? What's good? Man, man, we here trying to make it happen. I see you've been on an amazing run, man. You, you're busy. You're out here. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying Working. to keep it moving. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm focused on uh, trying to get this comedy thing together, man. I'm uh, been out here at the Harvest Market. We're going on nine months. Uh, free comedy show every month that I've been promoting. Uh, giving uh, local comedians as well as uh, featured comedians opportunities to be seen in front of people they don't normally get to be seen in front of. Um, uh, last month, I think we had maybe over 150, maybe close to 200 people. In a grocery store. And that, you know, and that's really something to say when we're talking about the location we're at, just getting people to be a part of the community uh-huh. events anyway yeah. or anything that you, a show you're putting on to have people show up like that. That's big. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, um, I think it was uh, the perfect storm because uh, the location of the story, for one, is not intimidating to a lot of people. Mm hmm. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. I, uh, prior to this, we had the uh, show downstairs to Making You Laugh Mondays that probably ran for a little over a year and a half on a Monday night, but it was on the corner of Fifth and Monroe. Yeah, it, it, changes it, it, it changes the, 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 the dynamic of people that come. Absolutely. So with me being where I'm at now, it was just a little more... Uh, uh, inviting? Invi- definitely more inviting, definitely more... Uh, Comfortable feelings, yeah, you know. Even in the state that we're in, in the world right now, you know, you can't really go anywhere and feel one hundred percent safe or comfortable. True, mm-hmm. but True this, but this thing that uh, that we got going on here is uh, totally something different. Nobody's ever done it before, and like I said, it was just a perfect storm. And uh, newer building as well. Oh, uh, brand new building. The upstairs is amazing. They have a fireplace. They have a full service bar. Definitely have, a good look. Yeah, you can get uh, food. They have a full menu. Um, that type of stuff. But uh, with this being said, I've. Uh, kind of switch my uh, approach to what I was doing there as opposed to being a comedian. I'm going to use it as a platform to have other comedians come 
so I can venture into other parts of the the business. Absolutely. You know what I mean? The comedy thing is cool, and I like the celebrity of it, but it's time to start making some real money at it. And like we was talking about earlier, if you can afford to pay somebody a million dollars to come, how much are you making as the promoter? Absolutely. So I'm just trying to figure that part of it out, you know? Yeah. Now, before we jump into all that, you know, we got the 76ers in the playoffs right now. Oh, we had a great year, bro. We had the World Series. Speak on that. We, we, we had, had the Super Bowl. Years. Our Major League Soccer team lost. And the same day the Phillies lost in the World Series, our soccer team lost in the World Championship. And the Sixers is about to pull it off. We get past Boston, it's a done deal. I don't think nobody can handle Big Embiid out there. You know what I mean? And Harden playing like a Houston. You know what I mean? We only need two games from We don't have to play all seven. Just give us two good ones and Embiid will do the rest. So, yeah, Philadelphia on a little tear right now. So, the MVP. And, 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 they're looking pretty and, scary. And, and, we had, and we probably had the best draft in the NFL this year. So, if we were scary last year, it was really petrifying this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bears fans, look out. Definitely. 49ers fans, look out. <laughs> Dallas Cowboy fans, look out. You know, shots, I mean? he could, he could, nah, you know what I mean? Come on, bro. How you, how you get? The, you know what I mean? How you move up to get the number nine pick? And he was the best player in the draft at number nine, and then you go get his buddy at number thirty. Come on, man. We, we in the building. You know what I mean? How you go 13, 13 and four? What is it? Fourteen and three last year. Thirteen and three. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and, and one bogus holding call away from winning the Super Bowl. Definitely. A, a, you know, we a, could a our, defense, our defense. Our defense. Our defense. Our defense could have probably stepped up a little more because if you watch that game. You can't give up. You can't score thirty five points in the game and let the other team score thirty eight. Nah, that's defense. You gotta have stops. So, you know your 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 knowledge already is a kind of a testament to what my perception of Philadelphia is. Very in tune with the the teams. Oh yeah, and very prideful and very. You know what? Y'all need to do this and that in the third, yeah. right? What? So why don't you talk to us about Philadelphia a little bit? Why, how was it before you got here, and how and why did you come to Central Illinois? Well, uh, me as a kid in Philadelphia, things were way different. Um, I appreciate the fact that we had so much diversity. I got to see, I went to school with everybody. I wasn't like going to school. So what you mean by that? And like As far as ethnicities go, mm-hmm. different cultures, you know what I mean? I wasn't... How many do you think? Just give me a, a, an example, because I'm gonna give you an example. For me, when I if I were to say what you said, that would only include maybe Asian and Latino. No, that's everybody. Africans, because right. I grew up in this part of Philadelphia that was centralized between five major universities. Okay, I grew up in the southwest section side of Philadelphia. I, I grew up by Drexel University, University of Penn, Temple, Villanova, St. John's was all in my neighborhood. Yeah, paint the picture. So all for those people, class. all those people that came to those schools lived in the community. They became part of our city with their cultures. Like we have a- A, a lot of hospitals. You know, almost yeah. like a community college, but they're universities. Every, oh, major universities, yeah. Like, we, like we, you gotta think, every, almost every school, major college, you gotta think, we got Temple, John Cheney. You know, Absolutely. you gotta think about Villanova with the championships. You gotta think about, you know, all these schools that have done major accomplishments in college sports, you know what I mean? Then we have the major teams that aren't always as successful as we would like them to be. But they surprise us from time to time. And, and see, they do have success from time yeah, right. to time. Right. And so with that all being said, when Philadelphia was originated, you got to understand it's the, like the birthplace of, birthplace of our nation. You know what I mean? We got the yeah. first first uh, first zoo, the first fire department, first printed newspaper, you know, the first Declaration, AME Church. The, de- de- uh, Declaration of Independence was signed there. You yes. know, we got the Liberty Bell. The flag was made there. You know what I mean? Betsy Ross. The all those things are part of, of who I am as a person. But I grew up in the city. I didn't grow up. In the historics. Sure. 
You know what I mean? So yep. if y'all don't know Chicago, St. Louis, it's the same. Our dialect is a little different, but the hustle, the way people move is pretty much the same. You know what I mean? By me having the opportunity to travel, do, doing this comedy stuff, I've had the opportunity to go some pretty unique places. And, and one thing I live by is that I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated. And yeah, then, I just thought about it. And with that being said... That's for Villanova? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for real? Like, you can just walk up... That's crazy. Deep. You can walk, I, out, you can you walk out my door. Man. You can walk out my door and be on any campus you want to be on in less than 12 minutes. And we ain't got no culture here. That, no, we don't. You fucking sex. You know what I mean? Africans, you, I got... You like, said it right. You said culture, not things. And we don't have any culture right. here. And, 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 I've never seen a Latin person here. It's... it's when the last time you really seen... That's what I'm saying. And, and, and if you do see them, they're in a work environment. They're not at, at a social event. They're not no. at they're not at the clubs. They're not at the the, uh, no, no, the music no. festivals. They're not. <laughs> and they might and, not. And, yeah, and if you see right. them at the mall, they're six or seven at a time. You better not say hello to them. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know what that is about. Like even the Asian people, you go to the Asian buffet. You don't ever see them out in the group nowhere. You don't ever see them at the club. You don't ever see them. You don't. You know, slot machines. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't see them at the A-Rabs. <laughs> you see them at their workplace. You know what I mean? Not, not trying to sound racist by saying A-Rabs, but you know what I'm saying. I just, right. just Because <laughs> they got their own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, I'm going to ask you a serious question, man. And I, and I say this as part of my comedy show, but um, have you ever seen a homeless Asian person? No. No. Why is that? <laughs> oh, that's yeah, a true question. That's I a true know. question, though. But I'm saying I've been, like I said, I've been to Dallas, I've been to New York, I've been to Kansas City, I've been to Indianapolis, Philadelphia, New Jersey, and I've never, ever in my life seen an Asian person homeless. No, they don't do that. They Ponder like, that. They're like, hey, but, somewhere to but if you go to Asia, they have the largest homeless population in the world. <laughs> they're like, nigga, when hey. we get across, we all. That's where they go to. Well, do hey, that. I, I definitely. You never know. see them at the link office. Nah. You never see them at public housing? You know, none of them live in Madison Park Place. I ain't never seen the Asian <laughs> you know projects. Nah. <laughs> Come on, I'm just asking. Jamal's buying right. anything. That, nah. That's my point. So I don't even see these niggas at the Asian market. At the, right, in the state market. Like, you don't even see Asians at the Asian market. Like, I they got somebody Asian working for them. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think do. about that part of that. that I, you, you, you got me thinking about that, too. because I, I, If you find an answer, I want to know. I you know what I mean? I don't, if it's denied the next week, just let me know when you find out. <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying it's just weird. You know, that those type of things, man, you notice that. You know what I mean? Coming from where I come from, I notice shit like that. Yeah. And it's not that, um, you know... Uh, Super observant. I just, you know, growing up, certain things you start to notice. You know what I mean? Like, by me being interracial, I got to see a lot of things different than a lot of people. Yeah. Just because I had the insight. A lot of people ain't had that insight. You know what I'm saying? So I had to learn to be more open and accepting of things and people because of who I was as a person. So growing up with all those cultures around you, were they accepting of your being mixed biracial? Not necessarily. Like I had bullies. I had, you know, situations where I wasn't as comfortable because I didn't have that. Uh, one thing where I could fall. It took me a while to learn that I was more than what they said I was. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't necessarily a black kid. I wasn't necessarily a white kid. I was a mixed kid living in a black neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a time in our country that wasn't really accepted of any mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then unfortunately for me, I happened to be a good looking little kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not trying to brag, but you know, having green eyes and curly hair when you look all your neighbors is Jealous you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So so that was an obstacle that I had to grow up. So I didn't grow up looking at myself. Definitely different. Yeah, I definitely. I, but see, it, it gave me a complex yeah. that I never thought that I, you know, I didn't look at myself as being good looking. I just thought, looked at myself as being me. Yeah. And then opportunities came in my life later on 
that let me know that the way I look, I could benefit from that. Sure. So I was a professional model for a couple of years, you know what I mean? And then I was still hood because in my mind, I'm going to just use, you know what I mean? This is a way yeah. for me to scam. It ain't a way for yeah. me to really get money, but I got money from it. You know what I mean? I had some great opportunities, but like I said, I had to learn to see past what I look like. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. At a very early age, because it wasn't always accepted. You know what I mean? Yeah, girls would like me, but the dudes would hate me. Yeah. So why can't I find this balance? You know can what we, I'm saying? Can we find these pictures? Of, uh, can we find your model uh, audition pictures and shit somewhere? Um, <laughs> you know, now that you mentioned it, um, I will put them all on. I do, <laughs> I do have a couple <laughs> that I'm you very proud of. You a lot of men models <laughs> like that. I'm no, just, it, it was a, you know, even that was a weird situation because... Like I said, if we can sit here all night and just, and for me to tell you story after story, it just sounds like I'm Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. My son tells me this all the time, but with my son Aaron, uh, he's 35 now, but he's been traveling with me doing comedy since he was like 14, 15. Getting him in the clubs, you know, and they chopping it up when he just telling him. And, and some of the stuff I would tell him right now, he's like, man, that, that's so Forrest Gump story. You know what I mean? Because I had a job at a hotel uh, as a uh, host at a hotel in Philadelphia. And fortunately for me, my job had all the contracts for the teams that our teams were playing. So it gave me an opportunity. I met a lot of interesting people, music, artists, stuff like that. And then uh, the job had a, uh, what they call a model search. I ain't thinking about that. I'm a thug. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to sell some weed when I got here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, is my, this is my part-time job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In my mind, that's the way I looked at it. I didn't know, but I had to wear a suit to work every day. So it made my appearance different. You know what I mean? I had to oh, yeah. think about the way I looked. So when they had the model search... Once again, I never thought about it in a million years. Guy came down and said, yo, uh, when you get off work, you want to come upstairs and holler at me about what we doing? I'm like, man, I ain't interested in that. I, you know, man, I ain't got no money, none of that. He's like, nah, man. You know, so I was like, well, the policy is I can't go upstairs to the hotel because I work here. He's like, what time you get off? Came downstairs. We had a conversation. Paid for everything. Sent me to New York for like four days. Paid for all my pictures, all my outfits. And it was just up from there. That's what's up. So about a three-year stretch of doing that and being young and dumb and not really uh, having any foresight. It was a good time, but I, now I look back like, man. He's riding that way. Yeah, it was yeah. It was a typhoon, bro. It wasn't a way. <laughs> it just all came way too fast. And, you know, He's my, mentality, my mentality was still hood. So I'm not a kiss ass. I'm not going to kiss your ass to get jobs. And, you know, and at the time I was getting lazy. I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to... You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'll just do this. You know what I mean? But at, by that time, I'm 24, 25 years old. I had already been in the service for four years. You know what I mean? So all that being said, I was a little more mature than most of my 24, 25-year-old yeah. friends. But yeah. So then I found out that friends are only friends when you can benefit them. Boy. You know Interesting I mean? that you say such things. Because, you know, anybody can be your friend during fair weather. But when it rains, where they at? Hey. How many people going to help you get an umbrella or, you know what I mean, try to help you out the rain? Not a lot of people willing to do that. I'm getting them mud, them, them mud puddles with yeah. you. Yeah. Now, I mean, like, even with uh, with Sean, you know, even when, like, the beginning of his music career, you know, I wasn't even doing comedy back then. And that's kind of what triggered the comedy thing because I'm out there with him promoting his music, helping his, you know, his buddy that was proud of him. You know, I'm out going to colleges, walking around, handing out their music. Yeah. You know what I mean? It had nothing to do with me, but it was just the idea that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So my, me he was hosting. on the street team with him. Right. And so, and then uh, <clears throat> when I moved here, I got a, uh, uh, Donnie B was just starting the funny ball. Yes. Um, it was like, what, the first four months I was here, right? Yeah. Was, was he at a... Uh, because I was working at the Hills. 
Yeah, yeah. So I got a job. I was coming out here to see my kids and uh it was just, you know, the expense of coming back and forth trying to do things with them while you're here and then going home trying to catch up and it just came a bird. So I came out here on a visit one time and I got the job at the Hilton and uh started working in. I've been here ever since. Been here ever since. Yeah, I came for a visit in '99. I mean '97. I went back home over that summer. Mm-hmm. Then I came back like the next year, and I've been here ever since, like '99. Huh. So from that point, what, when did you decide to? What was your first comedic step out? Did you go on stage? Did you do an open mic? It was open mic, and what happened was, uh, they had a house comedian at Donnie B's at the Funny Ball, and he was there every week. Not really working on his craft. You could, you know, the audience would say we had regulars that would come all the time. He decided that he was going to leave. So when, uh, by me being there over a year, you know, I would see a comedian come in October. They come back in May, do the same hour. Yeah. Joke. Don't even change it up. For joke. Line, punchline, periods, everything was the same. And I'm like, man. Then I found out that they was getting 15 to $2,000 for the weekend. (laughs) So I'm like, wow, that's cool. You know, I still no, no, you know, never no interest, no thought about it. So they had the uh, <clears throat> open mic competition to replace the guy that was leaving. Yeah. So the girls that worked there, because I would always do the, the comedians that would come, I would always impersonate them and, you know, stuff like that. Once I learned their material, so the girls was like, yo, uh, we'll bet you $100 that you won't get up there and do it. Damn. That's a win-win. Uh, I'm winning. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm getting hundred dollars for working. I'm gonna get this hundred dollars because but win lose a draw. Yeah. But it matters to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. doing it. <clears throat> Fortunately for me, I won that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. from there, it was kind of like, well, maybe just because people know me, you know what I mean, seeing me here, they just trying to, you know, not just showing me some love. You know, not, not not really what I think I am. So about four months in, I get on the internet. Find all these open mics, Chicago, St. Louis, Peoria, Bloomington. And I mean, I'm buying hoopties, riding bikes, and whatever it takes <laughs> to get to these shows. And then the first year I did uh, 13 open mics, I won 10 of them. Mm. With people I didn't know. Yeah. With very basic material. So I'm like, wow, you that's You confidence with that? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, now, so now I'm back at the Funny Bone, and I'm hosting one week in a month, and then I'm opening one week in a month. You know what I mean? So I'm getting two weeks a month, maybe three weeks, depending on if he comes to work yeah. tonight. You know what I mean? So now I'm, I'm working on it, working on it. So now I'm, I'm venturing out, starting to do my own thing. And uh, it wasn't accepted by the club owner because he thought that, you know, because I'm working there, I should be- doing too much I should, in his right. eyes. Uh-huh. Right. So I- uh, like I'm not paying you to crack jokes, buddy. <laughs> right. So it was- uh, I'm not paying you to make people laugh. So out. it was a- uh, uh, a conflict of interest, and from that point on, I just been always trying to promote my own things, uh, finding you know introducing myself, finding doing whatever it takes to, you know, make connections and get out there. It's always been more of a hobby, but here recently, I'm getting a little more serious about it. You know, uh, I'm applying to some festivals coming up here. Hopefully, I get accepted to a couple of those. You know, get me in front of some some real people. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I might be out of line with what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. So the the, the development for a, a comedic per, or a comedy person, a person, a, com, a comedian, excuse me. Springfield probably isn't the ideal place. There probably oh, isn't no, a lot no. of 
places where you can work out. You don't out. like that shit? No, it's not. But the thing is, it's... it's <laughs> well, see, you got to remember, when I first started doing this comedy thing here in Springfield, it was me and Donnie B. It wasn't nobody else doing it. Like, yeah. you didn't even hear of other comedians. Uh-uh, right. right. You know what I mean? When we was rocking them shows, wasn't nobody else doing comedy. Uh, you know I what I mean? I only heard about I can't. So, yeah, for real. <laughs> I can't even. Right. So, so, you know, so when I ventured off... Nobody laughed. When I ventured off, you know what I mean? I was bringing people from different cities in that I had met doing an open mic tour, you know yeah, what I mean? Going, in Springfield before well, that. Well, I ain't going to say that, but, <laughs> you know, like, like it, was just, it, was just, it was just something different. It was a, When I started, it was a wide open market. Yeah. yeah. Now it's such an influx of people trying to do it, getting in, trying to, you know what I mean? It's because they see that the opportunity there, but it's a difference between being funny sitting at this table. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Then standing up in front of 300 people that you don't know. Executing the craft. You know what I mean? And, and that's kind of where my question people. was leading because I'm I'm I definitely I'm a I'm a lifetime fan of comedy comedy the same way I am with boxing. Mm-hmm. So the stand-ups because both the, of them could be real funny what, 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 at times. So knowing the process of how a comedian probably would like to, to develop will be, you know, working their material out in front of people instead mm-hmm. of that's why that's why the venue that I have now I try to use as a tool to do such things like that bringing people that like I have a guy that's he's a barber out at the mall John and uh, he, he came to me he's like hey man I want to try it okay fam put something together come see me I'm gonna put you on yeah you got to see you don't know and the thing with me is I don't have any hate in my heart I want to see somebody else succeed you know what I mean yeah. but don't get succeed and then forget with who helped you along the way yeah. you know what I mean I don't need you to do nothing for me everything I've done so far I've done on my own it's a bunch of those you know stories. what I mean and, and with that all being said like you said this this market pretty much everything I've done and learned in this comedy game was something I had to trial and error on my own because I didn't have mentors I didn't have somebody to follow I didn't have a path or somebody to call it you know, talk to about There's it. There's no blueprint. Right. There's so no when help. I so See, when I not so, a lot of stages in Springfield. No, at that time it was none. Uh, at that what? time there was none. It blue, was none. Blue, blue money. Because if you remember, if you remember, yeah, that, but that was more of a music open oh, mic yeah, type. But, but, but you had to sneak that in. Yeah, or, or, yeah, but it's but you know how hard that is to, to try to do comedy while people are engaged and listening to the music. That's such oh, a hard yeah. mix. You know what I mean? Either you're gonna if you don't start the show with comedy. There's no t- there's no point to do comedy at all the nah, rest of the night because right. they're so engaged into the music that they're in conversations they're not focused on the stage you know what I mean and uh, <clears throat> like even like even that part of it like they had the open mics and um, even with the music part you know what I mean they had the uh, two olives and two olives of the pepper yeah you know what I mean remember I'm the original host of that show you know what I mean I held yeah. that down I'm the original host of the Expressions in the Dark Poetry Show a lot of people don't understand that because yes. they've been going on so long yeah. and it's changed so many times but now the last Torch Tuesday <laughs> successful now. My son is Aaron Uncanny Phillips. Yeah. Shout out. You know oh, what man. I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's my shorty. So, oh, okay. so that, that's what I'm saying. So now he had the mentors, Sean, Mark Mo, with myself. So he had a little easier path. Not that it wasn't hard for him, but he took it to a whole nother level. Right. He used to go on tour. You know what I mean? He's, yes, he's a beast right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so with all that being said, I converted my comedy. Like he's the Midwest Connects. Mm-hmm. So what I did was change my Philly Boy Entertainment to become part of the Connect. So it's down to Connect's comedy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and now so I'm kind of piggybacking off Makes of what he's doing. Yeah, his venue usage. You know what I mean? Because he's in shows in Indianapolis, Kansas City. You know what I mean? He's got all these connections and plugs. Yeah, with venues that at some point I'm gonna be able to fall back on. You know how how lit is that to work side by side with you see? It's incredible. That's, that it's incredible to see where he came from because he started out as a rapper. 
Yeah. And he instantly said, "This is you know, the money's behind the scenes. And it's just, yeah. so all his growth and development has been different than mine because it's a different industry, although entertainment is the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's all different, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So his ups and downs, his trials, he went through them all, you know, on his own. He does what he does, you know what I mean? If he has a question, he calls. Mm-hmm. You know, I give him the best advice I can. That's pretty much all you can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but I'm very proud of him, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all the success, everything that he's doing. Like you, when you said that partnership, basically, that that made a lot of sense because both music and, you know, comedy are the mm-hmm. soundtracks to the culture. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? They, they're, they're the narrators, the orators, the, the heartbeat. Yeah, it's t- it, because it, it, it's with those two things right there. You touch people in a way that you Raw can expression. that you can never mm-hmm. that you can normally not touch them at because they're they're so vulnerable to what you're saying in a song or or a joke. Especially people that's receptive to what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my material is based upon my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How I see things and how how uh, it relates to everybody else as human beings. We're all human. Yeah, we get caught up in this color thing. The only color that really matters in this world. It's green. Mm-hmm. Either you have it or you don't. You know what I mean? If you got 50000 a year, I got 50000 a year. We the same person. Yeah. You got 60000 you got 60000 Y'all somebody else. And that's what we need to focus on as a people, not just black or white or Asian. You know what I mean? We got to look at this. There's more kids that look like me now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it has been. You know what I'm saying? And not just me, but imagine what it's going to be like in 20 years. Yeah. There'll be less of y'all and more of me. Yeah. Imagine how it's going to be next month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 valid. You know 62,000. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? So even with all that being like my oldest son, my oldest son uh, is in the ministry. He just released a, a, a devotional, 30 day devotional book that he wrote on his own. So, yeah, for my seeds to be where they are and for me to see the success they have because of what we did. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for him and DeMarco and Shelby and Face and all them, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be where I was at because I didn't have no direction to do any of that when I first moved out here. Torch. You know what I mean? Torch, give it up, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? R2. You know, they, all them guys, made, even though they were doing the music, the I wasn't a rapper. Yeah. But I got to get in this. I can't, you know what I mean? It so was, now I'm hosting the, the shows. I'm, the vibe. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm doing different things to the incorporate. To and add then, to this, what they And once need. again, and yeah. once again, I was at a perfect storm situation because I had the comedy club to fall back on every single weekend. They was paying me to do something I love. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, yeah. I, yeah, my job was to seat you at your table and take the trash out at the end of the night. But when I got those opportunities to perform, it was priceless. You know yeah. what I mean? And it taught me a lot, man. Like I said, you know, I hope that I can be uh, uh, a wall or sounding board for people that are coming up. You know, there's plenty of people in this town that I've done put on shows and, you know, allowed to perform and they won't call me, won't put me on the show, nothing. But I'm not mad. I'm not, you know, I don't have any animosity because I'm bigger than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I understand where that comes from. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. understanding is the key. A lot yeah. of people get caught up in trying to figure out the problem. You don't have to figure it out. Just understand. Yeah. yeah. It's not you. It's not you. Now you said trials and tribulations. How many times have you bombed? I know you bombed at least once. I'm probably about four. But in 20 years, that ain't bad. I've never, but but, but I've never been booed. I've never been booed. So was it just you sitting and just like got dead silent? Just like you bombed. It's just like this. Everybody else don't have to. You can hear hear the church in the booth. No, 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 no
you can you know, you know why we got you know, hey, 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 when you get boots do what they gonna do but when you bring yeah, the boots yeah, yeah. when you bring in the boots that's, that's a different level and he bring in the but boot, I've had opportunities when I've had opportunities to work for some great comedians <laughs> they want you know, money and back. opening features you know what I mean with some with some big time comedians and I'll be the first comedian and out of five or six comedians I'm the only one to get a standing ovation too that's lit. Yeah. You know what lit. I mean? I've had more of those than I've had chirp yeah. chirps, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah everybody, you know, and depending on miss some shots. With life, like I said, what with this comedy thing has always been more of a hobby than a passion. Mm -hmm. So I haven't taken it as seriously or or you know, or, or as focused as I should have been at times. Because back then, even if I would have made it, I would have been ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't understand the business part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how they get you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yo, you the bomb. You can rap. Come on, man. I got you. Now you signing the deal that you stuck in for 10 years and can't move. But you're only making a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? This way, I know that every dime that I make, I'm going to see because can't nobody else tell me how to do it or where it's coming from mm -hmm. or how, you know what I mean? That's all mine now. Mm -hmm. So the blessings of me, and that's the thing too. I can be a sixty year old comedian. Yeah. I can't be no sixty year old rap rapper. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 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 all first. that is is now is just seasoning, seasoning, seasoning. You know, I'm even <laughs> my girls talking the other day, and you know, I got some new material that I'm working on as as though I'm getting older. You know what I mean? My life is still changing. You know what I mean? So you're gonna turn into red fox. <laughs> so all that, you know, all that being said, For real. I want to stay true to myself and always talk about me first. And then when I bring you into it, you're not so offended because you just laughed at me. Yeah. So now you gotta laugh at you too. You know what I mean? Because uh -huh. this is real stuff that we talk about. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? That's the funny stuff. Now you, you know, you said you draw your your material a lot of from reflecting off your life and things that you think of. Are there any style influences that? kind of not that you use but inspire you to create more of you and uh, and i don't know how to uh really respond to that because i don't watch comedy gotcha i like i'll catch like somebody on special i'm not a fan of a, you know i'm a fan of comedians mm -hmm. but i tend not to watch comedy because a lot of times when you watch other people you steal from them yeah and i'm not gonna say that i haven't done it in my career subconsciously but i, I intentionally tried to be the best me you know what I mean? I try not to uh, have styles that are similar to other people because that's you have to have, you have to be unique. Like have Kevin Hart is very unique because yeah. of the way he, his 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 gestures are. You know what I mean? Dave Chappelle is very unique because of his gesture. You know the way he delivers. You know what I mean? Have you ever had anybody take from you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It probably happens the most. And like that's why I'm not a like I'm a I'm not a big proponent of uh, like sharing your videos on internet. Yeah, because if I live in Illinois and I'm not traveling, I'm not out in the street, you know, doing shows. Some mix here in New York could be doing my same material. He Absolutely. could come up using my material. Yes, because they haven't seen me yet, and there's no real way for me to say, "Oh, I started this, or this is my joke yeah. right now." You know what I mean? But yeah. even all that is part of the business. So can now you trademark a joke. Yes, yes, you can. You can. You I'm not trademark is what it's called copyright, like writing a book. Like right now, like, so if I say it first, I write this, boom, boom, boom. I submit it. This was released on this date. I, I, I told this joke on this day. So if I go back to my videos, like with, right now with me, I have videos on 8 millimeter, 35 millimeter. I got, you know what I mean? The big VHS tapes. Oh, I got them all. Cool. Years, 20, 23 years worth of videos. So with that being said, if somebody was to use my stuff, I could probably archive my material. Yeah. Look at this tape. You said it here. I said it done. Hmm. That's why I'm not a big fan of the internet. You know what yeah. I mean? I do have stuff on YouTube that uh, I'm shared, but it's all like from somebody's phone or... You know, I just want to show that I did in Philly that my cousin uh, recorded for me. That's the most professional. But um, yeah, right now, yeah, the, I'm just real skeptical. The last two comedy shows I've been to, um, you had to put your phone in a the like a pouch that mm -hmm. 
you can't use it. No, I'm saying, but even that, you know, not 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 saying necessarily filming my material, just the fact that other comedians can use your stuff. Yeah, you know, like I said, by me being and like you say, you know, I'm in I'm in Springfield, Illinois. You, you record something on your phone. Somebody in New Jersey that's mixed, that's doing comedy. Oh, I can use this in my set because he's not here. Yep. You know what I mean? You never know until, right, until he blow up. He blew up right. But he, now you see on HBO doing your material and you want to kill him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but don't 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 miss out on that internet money. No, it's, it's, no, it's, it's different ways. Yeah, but like like I said, we talked about earlier. You know, yeah. that it's about being behind the scenes. It's not promoting sure. me. I'm promoting other comedians. For sure. So with that platform, you know, my my whole concept is that I'm trying to introduce the world to comedians that may not have that same platform mm-hmm. or that same uh, network to. Uh, to expose themselves in that way, you know what I mean? Yeah, we need it down here too. Yeah, we're gonna we need it. a good laugh down here. Yeah, we gonna work that out for sure. I'm, I mean, you know, <laughs> we need it, a good laugh. Down but it, you know, like even you know, in a like 2017, they did a uh, front page article in the Illinois Times. I got nominated for Comedian Year in St. Louis. That's lit. And uh, <clears throat> you know, from that, it kind of they would have projected me to a different thing. But as soon as that happened, COVID happened. So I was set up to do a bunch of festivals and comedy shows. COVID was t- like, obviously, COVID was rough on a lot of industries, but a, it was really tough on comedians. Entertainment, was, music, all of it. Everybody suffered. Everybody suffered. Where to? Yeah, the, gather, the, gather. Right, there was a limit, you know. Right, so the car, all the comedy shows shut down, all the music festivals shut down. All the all the major events shut down. You know what I mean? Because you could not participate. But well, at least with the music, they were able to, to release everybody at the house. You could still release, and you could verses emerged from that. But there still wasn't one thing that kind of was. But even that. But I'm saying, even during that time, you didn't see a lot of comedians start hitting the internet. That's what I'm saying. Because of the same thing we're talking about right now. Because the same thing we're talking about right now. Not only that is because <laughs> I don't want you to steal my material. Yeah. You know what I mean? But how so, do they keep on making movies through COVID? Oh, because know, the movies was pretty. The it's, 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 they, they, they already probably had so much stuff that already done. They didn't care. Like the blacklist. They, they was, ones, I don't know if you watched the blacklist, but the the blacklist. They recorded part of the show, and the other part was animated to finish that episode. That was cold, bro. Huh? It was like mm-hmm. a comic book, real life type. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's just it, it was and, and what we don't understand, and what a lot of people in this industry don't understand, is we get up to go to work every day to your job. You get up to go to work. I get up to go to work. There's somebody that gets up to go to work every day to the mint to make brand new money. Yeah. So with that being said, there's enough money for all of us mm-hmm. because they make it new every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you to not like me because I'm making more money than you is ridiculous. Go get your own money. Hustle harder. Yeah. That's the problem. You, you want you want to you, you don't want to hustle hard as me, but you want to be mad at me for hustling harder. That's crazy. I don't even think it'd be the money though. I think it'd be um it's still a thing that people wish they could be you or have the drive you have. Yeah, oh, it's definitely yes, yes. Because lazy people who hate good Man, hard people, yeah. and it's all about it's all about your own individual personality, what you want out of life. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna give you anything. Yeah, you might get a couple of blessings here and there, but for the most part, if you don't get up every day with your own drive and focus, and know where you're trying to push this thing to, you're gonna sit in the parking lot, bro. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So you can't be mad because you don't want to get out your car and push it because you got a flat tire. Especially mm-hmm. if you want. You know what I mean? My car might not have no tires, but if I'm pushing it, I'm doing more than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we do get caught up on that, and then you, a lot of times it's not about the money. No. You know what I mean? It's just the, like you said, the drive. Like I, I'm, yeah. my push is different than yours. Hustle hard, figure yeah. it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I that's for you regular folks. Yeah. Who ain't got nothing handed to them? Yeah, I, I don't know yeah, what that get, would be like, bro. I don't. I've never. I've never ever that's, had somebody hand me anything. You, know you what get saying? what you get. 
And my first pair of sneakers that had leather on them, I paid for it. Working at a bike shop, you know what I'm saying? It took me three weeks to get them, but I got them. Got them. You know what I'm saying? And they was $40. Yeah, <laughs> it took me three weeks to get them. Was you it Chucks? No, them Pro Kids, them first joints. Ah. Pro Kids. Them first joints, them leather high top joints. What color? They was red and blue. Come on, bro. You don't have the sixes colors. We was doing that. We was already doing it. The red stripes with the blue shoe strings. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. The first Dr. J joints. I wanted the Converse. Remember the Converse? The Dr. J All Stars. I wanted the listeners to get that. They was no, but you know what's crazy though? Because they was like the the first. Remember the Nike came out with the canvas and they called them the fish heads. Had that little rubber tip. They look like the Converse. Yeah, they was the first all leather sneaker. Right, it was crazy. Like everybody came out. Oh, you got the leather joints. Like I bet you that was. Oh man, yeah, because everybody had the little joints. Like they were peeled, and like you could see the vinyl underneath the shoe. Them with the pro wings. My my pro was yeah, but you got like you got to think, bro. When I first when I, my, like my first name brand shoe was a Converse, the high top all stars, yeah. the canvas joints. They was all white, and That's I got funny. them dirty the second day. My mom beat me for like three days straight. There wasn't a lot of different. <laughs> they were seventeen dollars. Nah, we had with me with me with y'all a little different because all them joints was out by this like I did this in the Pumas. But I was a pro kids Converse's Beta Bullets. Uh, the data Chuck <laughs> Purcell. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't just casually go past. <laughs> Who beta bullets? Where are yeah. them? I Look them up. Look them up. They had, the, they had, the, they was like Converse's kind of, but they had a different front, like, like a thicker front on the front. Beta bullets. Man, them jaws was hard, bro. Don't get the ones that slip and slide. Get the ones with the stars on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Converse all stars. Yeah, my first Nikes was them fish heads. Yeah, them fish heads, boy. That was, That's that when was Nike a, was suffering to come out. That was in 84. The Jack Purcell, no, the Jack Purcell's the all-white Adidas with the no script on the bottom. Beta bullets. I'm looking right now. There they go right there. You found them? Oh, yeah, see? They like the Converse, I told you. They just different on the front, bro. <laughs> come on. Them the, the ten dollar joints, the Converse's was the seventeen dollars <laughs> But they <laughs> had more colors fun. back in the day. You could jock them right now. You rock them right now, bro. Yeah. Skateboard kids love them. Look, they just look just like Converse's. And you probably could charge a couple hundred on them, too. They oh, okay. and I don't even know what yeah, they are right now. <laughs> See, look, they all like, look at the front. See, they had they like the little bullet fronts on the front. That's why they called it the bullets, because they had them little ruffles on the front. Them ridges on them. Yeah, right see them jaws right there? The yeah. bullets. That's what they call them, the beta bullets, bro. <laughs> you had them jaws in the third grade. You was clean. <laughs> <laughs> Got your little khaki pants with hey, the pleats on. Hey, you know somebody, somebody take your ass to Boot City. Man, and then we're just going to tear your forehead. Yeah, I'm about to come out. See, y'all done pulled them. I'm about to get me a pair of them. <laughs> you're you're in third grade. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know Hey, come with the same suit. <laughs> that little fifth grade graduation, you know what I'm talking about, where the suits and the jacket don't match, but your mom make you wear it anyway. You hate it. You wear your... Right. You, <laughs> it is. It's Right. Yeah, bro. That's good. He said, you ain't just going to casually slide, but now you see what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I thought y'all was going to jump in when he said better bullet. I was like, no, I ain't. Hey, oh, like, that's old. That's age right, right there, bro. Hey, once you, once, once that's age. I quit knowing what he's talking about, I was going to let him keep going. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and put them all together and say, okay, go ahead and run those off. I, I couldn't. I heard bullet on yeah, the <laughs> sneaker. I was like, hold on. bullet. But see, that, so, see how the front got them little ripples in it? That's yeah, why they call them the bullets, bro, because they look like bullet shells. That's right. That's a, but they was like, man, I'm sad. Man. I don't yeah, know. You ever a, had a bike with no brakes? And you, had to, and you had to put your foot in the back to stop it? Yeah. Them the perfect joints for that. 
Yes. You know what I mean? They've got teeth on Right. Got that right. Tear up the whole block. You tear tar up with them joints, bro. That's a Rubicon. got some grip on that. That's a fifth wheel on Jeep brakes. Yeah, but I promise you, you get a pair right now, put them on and put the converses on, you'll never take, you'll never put another pair of converses on. Yeah, they way comfortable. They way more comfortable. They more like, they I don't know. They was like the Vans back I'm in the day. You know, they were like our Vans back in the day. You I know see. what I mean? But they was like a cheaper version of the Converse's. I'm not that West Coast. No, nah, that's East right there, man. Yeah, I was a pit. See, was East West Coast cheated us, bro. They, they stole a lot of stuff from us. Because you got to think, the West Coast is only two states. The East Coast is about 15 states, bro. Y'all still, you know what I mean? Y'all ain't creating nothing. Y'all Everything y'all got, y'all stole from us. <laughs> no, nah, I love the West Coast. I ain't lying, man. I ain't, West I ain't trying to get beat states. up in here. <laughs> Northern and Southern County. <laughs> right. right. Hey, hey, here, hey here's, here's what, It's Nevada and California, right? Who know two states to touch out there? <laughs> hey, do y'all realize the NBA championship in the last 20 years has come from, like, what? The Texas and California? And uh, whoever else has won it in the East, Cleveland. Nobody, nobody else in Cleveland. the West. Don't go there, Cleveland. I'm talking nobody else in the West has won it. Then California or California, San, and Texas. Texas, San Antonio. You're talking San Antonio. You're talking the Mavs. Talking, they got one. Yeah, yeah, but those are the people who have those, those two states. Oh yeah, California, Texas, and, Texas. and Cali, and, wow. everybody, and everything. Yeah, else but they has got been... 15 teams a state. That's cheating too. They cheating. <laughs> they got. Two, are you you what's supposed to win all teams? You, you got just, five you teams. Just, you just said one state. Two We're states to make up the West Coast. Right. You just said the two states to make up the West Coast. But I'm saying like Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. But I'm saying they got 12 teams, bro. That's crazy. Y'all supposed to have one team like you every just other state. 16. Pennsylvania. We got two baseball teams, two football teams. Right. We got three hockey. No, two hockey teams. Yeah, you got that's the Flyers. And the, but they don't, Philly's, Philly's Philly's but we don't, but I'm saying it's Philly and Pittsburgh, right? Loaded. That's seven hours apart, but that's like two different states, bro. You know what I mean? You you got Houston, Dallas, Green San Antonio. That, that's all, like a, you yeah, can walk yeah. to them, Trace. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can walk from one state to the other. Like, hold on, that's cheating, man. I got like 15 baseball teams. Like, come on, man. Do. Florida like that, too. Do we got a hockey team? Hey, hey, cool. hey, hey. Chicago, hey, the Blackhawks. Hey, Blackhawks. Yeah, the Blues. Yeah, the Blues. Yeah. The Junior Blues. Nelson Center. Center. Yeah, they still don't. They still don't there. Yeah, you could probably get in free now. You should be like seven dollars. <laughs> drink drink some of the bat. Is the, the, some I don't Canadian think. But the sliders, they got y'all got the baseball team now. Y'all got the sliders. No, you got the horseshoes. See, I just certain things like my my son say that like my son, <laughs> my son was born in New Jersey. I'm from Philadelphia, but I will not, not. With anything on my head that's not from Philadelphia. Yeah. I'm not, if it's not Philly's Eagle, I'm not gonna, I feel like my head will explode. You know what I mean? I'm just loyal like that. You know what I'm saying? So you wouldn't wear a Cubs hat? I'm not, no. Hey, I got a no. hey, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna wear a Cardinals hat, Cubs hat. Hey, Cuz, Cuz, it's funny. Green that Bay, you, it's none funny of that. You bro. say that. Tell the story, <clears throat> tell the story when we was at 217 when Jason Worth pulled up and you asked oh, him. Oh, no, that's crazy. You know Jason Worth, right? Okay, and it's a real story, dog. I'm, I'm hosting. Story. I'm hosting for Do or Die at Club Chrome over there off of, uh, uh, Normandy. Normandy. Yeah. All right. I'm hosting an event for Do or Die. That's the concert we hosting, right? So I'm in there, be chilling, you know what I mean? We backstage. Jason Worth walking in with one of his buddies. I'm rocking the Philly hat, a red Philly hat, the yeah. on field, the on field joint. Yeah. He playing for uh, Dodgers. the Dodgers. 
He's probably so, two years in. Yeah, so he, he was about to get traded. So I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, no, they had mentioned it, you know, that during that season, it was his, his rookie deal. He was about to get out of there. So I'm like, yo, man, why don't you sign my half for me? Oh, no, man, I'm a Dodger. I'm like, man, come on, man. You might go said, to the Phillies. No, no, I'm no. like, you might get traded said, to the Phillies. He said, I'll never sign that. He said, I'll never sign that because I'm a Dodger. I'm a Dodger. He said, I mean, you might get traded to the Phillies and win the World Series. He's like, nah, I don't like Philly. Next year, what happened, cuz? He got traded to yeah, the Phillies hey, year after that. They won the World y'all Series. Go, y'all go ahead and, and, and go That's a true story. Archives. I'm glad he brought that up because I really forgot story. it because it pissed me clean off. That's a That's true funny. story. And the reason why I wanted you to say it because he said, I would never yeah. sign that. And what's funny is he got, got traded to the Phillies and won the World Series. And that's, and that's, his, that's his legacy. Too, so that's funny. Yeah, if you that's talk to him, tell him I want my autographs. This bitch ass. <laughs> I'm, sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm supposed to say <laughs> No, you. Hey, hey, hey. We podcast, this ain't TV. Speaking, speaking no, of No, I'm days, just saying. I'm, no, it was funny, though, but I'm, it's crazy that you brought that up, bro. That's crazy. Hey, now, let's, let's go. Since we're talking about baseball, we mentioned Springfield baseball, horseshoes. I don't want to mention the horseshoes, but I want to go into food. Let's talk about the cheese steak. Because when you go somewhere, and somebody be like, "What? What? What you need? I, I want." You to already know. You already I know, know. I know, you but already, they don't know. You already no, know. No, but they don't know. You I know what it's all about. What's it but, all about? But but when, when somebody here's, let me set it up. The because, cheese. No, it's about yeah, the bread. It's about the bread. But, but the thing it's is, the key to a true cheese steak is about the bread. But the thing is, when somebody orders it. In, in the Midwest, I don't it's, know. A, it's a Philly cheesesteak. No, and when no. you in Philly, it's just a cheesesteak. All right. So, uh, see what I'm saying? <laughs> you drop the Philly when you're right. in Philly. You don't yeah. say Philly cheesesteak. Right. You just anybody else, what I'm saying, in comparison to- It could be chicken. Anybody, in, anybody else out here is- uh, It could be I don't know whiz. where the hell they came up with these green peppers from. <laughs> I don't know. So that's not a thing? That, that, that's, that's a, a horseshoe beef, thing, bro. I guess. That's uh, Italian. That's it's Italian beef. Bread. That ain't the same, bro. It's the Italian beef. Uh, I ain't not. Nah, I'm see, in Chicago. See, it's called a gym shoe. It's kind of right, right, gym, Chicago gym, gym shoe. Gym shoe. Oh, y'all putting me on yeah. game. But Chicago, oh, fire. Chicago, yeah. Philly, New York, all those cities have your Italian. They have ethnic groups there, right? So that that, that yeah. Italian beef is yeah. I know, and I know y'all seen the little Donald Genos and Pats on TV. Like that's they just the most historical. They're not the best. Don't get it twisted. They are not the best. You need that, Mister Ted. You know what I mean? You ride with me, dog. We gonna get the Jones. It's probably about a foot and a half long. More meat. We all of us. We could probably share one and not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get a bag of chips. We cool. So you said the bread, do you like a softer bread? or No, it's got to be the hardy Amoroso's. It's called Amoroso. The company called Amoroso. They gotcha. do have a store uh, delivery, I think, in Champagne. It's a store up there that makes sandwiches using Amoroso rolls. But yeah, it's about the bread, bro. It's about the bread. About the bread. And them green peppers, y'all leave them at the farm, bro. I don't know where y'all came up with them joints. <laughs> hey, hey, say. So what else set is them on that? On my set, joint, set, if set, I go set, home and get one. Hold on, hold on. Exactly. Set us up. So, if, like you said, if you go home, where are you going when you go home and how are you getting it? Okay. If, right now, if I go home, I'm probably going to go to uh, Gems down South Street. It's a little. Uh, what that look like? It's a little corner spot, uh, subway tiles, dude standing right at the window, cooking his meat up in front of you. And you just walk in, tell him what you want on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I eat mine personally provolone, onions, mushrooms, banana peppers, ketchup, mayonnaise, salt, pepper. That's it. That's all. You can take the mushrooms off, but it's not fire. It does sound it's, fire. It's super it's fire. fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a polite. The Rayway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> but it, but it's, it's a lot of people eat them like that. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, like every in every neighborhood, like every part of the city, Philadelphia is broke up into over 120 communities, different fish town, actually just different little sections of the city. Everybody has a cheesesteak place in a neighborhood that they think is the best. Right. Jim's holding it down by far in the city. Explorers Den, I don't know if they still there. That was probably my favorite when I was coming up, but Gems is where it's at. How much that cost you? Up now, probably about ten, twelve dollars. Oh, that ain't that's, that's regular. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what. But it's if you get if you get if you get the large, 
Like even out here, like even if you get a large, like a, a regular one out here, you ever been uh like you get that little half a pizza thing? It's like about this big. Mm-hmm. That's a half of a sandwich at the crib. A medium is like that. A large is probably like that. Ah. Oh, so you can feed the fam off this. Like, no, nah, you don't. No, nah, you do yeah, you see, you see, you, yeah, you'll see in a minute when I send you them pictures from the crib. Like, yo, this is what a cheese stick looks like. Because <laughs> I used to have a business card where I was holding it like this in the front of my business card when I first started doing comedy. Because at first it was a uh, Philly with fries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I first started Philly out with. Philly with fries. Philly with fries production. Because <laughs> I was just more than the cheese steak. That's why I had the fries on it because I'm bigger than the cheese steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all about the timing. When, yeah. the, last, when the last time you've been back home? Uh, I was just there over uh, less than a year. It's been less than a year. Time. It was less than a year. You drive? No, I flew out there last time. How uh, long is a drive? Probably like what, eight hours? 15. 15. It's I was going to say, yeah. It's, it's if you drive, and if you, I've done it in 13 and a half. It's a nice like, drive, too. It's about like if you, like, it's, it's a way better drive than driving from here to St. Louis. And that's the hour, y'all. You drive to St. Louis. You want to kill yourself, bro? Like, can I, see, can I get a build in the airplane? That's so crazy. You know what I mean? And they, why they build the houses right next to the damn highway? I don't get that shit either. Like, you, you got a four hundred thousand dollar house and it's right on the highway. You see that? Yeah. I, I'm not on that, bro. That, that fence. That's what they gonna do to y'all. Y'all got this like that. They gonna bring a highway through here in the back. <laughs> no cookouts for you. None. No, yeah, but them, it's, them no, it's a nice job because you get to go through like uh, you go through Indianapolis, Dayton, Cleveland. Uh, Small part of West Virginia, then the turnpike. When you get there, you say, like, Oh, welcome to Pennsylvania. Turn you get excited, right? You're like, Oh, mm-hmm. we here. It's four hours six, later. Six hours, <laughs> yeah. Four and a half hours. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a six hour ride once you hit uh, the turnpike. Pennsylvania to get on, because Philly's on the coast, but Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, we're an hour from, uh, like, like for me to drive to New York would be like driving from here to Champaign. Oh, wow. I could be in downtown six Manhattan in an hour and 15 minutes from my career. So, did you? Been there. Did you go to the city a lot or oh, not? Oh, yeah, yeah. Plenty. <laughs> New York, D.C.? That's like going you to the think, shop. You got to think that one little corridor right there on 95, if you wake up in the morning in New York, you can have dinner in Washington, D.C. and drive back home the same day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can hit Washington, D.C. You can be in New York, go to Philadelphia, hit Dover, Delaware, hit Baltimore, and Harvard, hit Washington, D.C. all oh, in the same wow. day. So if you ain't got it, you find then, something to do. Oh, your dog. Howard University? Oh, bro. Yeah, like I said, the stories go on and on and on. Because yeah, was telling you know me mean? stories about When I was in the service, going to, you know, I was in, going to Job Corps. You know, I was in Job Corps in Maryland. I had friends in Norfolk, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, Delaware, Baltimore. So on the weekends, instead of going home, I just go to their crib. You know yeah. what I mean? And hey, when they, if, certain weekends, they come to the crib with me. Some weekends, I go to the crib with them. So at the very, that's it. what I'm saying. Being that young, getting those opportunities made me a lot more mature because I got to see things that my friends wasn't seeing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All they see is the block. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. seeing the world. By the time I was 20, I had been three quarters around the planet. You know what I mean? Young, dumb, and <laughs> just out here. You know did what I'm saying? Did you go anywhere? You said you was in the military, right? Yeah. Did, you get, did you get sent anywhere? I was overseas. I was in Germany for training just about it. I wasn't like, I'm, I'm, thank God that when I was in the service, wasn't nothing going on. Right, no conflict. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like, get in and get out. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, yep. I'm done now. You can't come get me in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? In case y'all do jack off, I'm not going to be the one you're coming to get. <laughs> I'm defending my address. That's it. That's all. Since you're from Philly, was you almost a battle rapper? No. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Hands. I wasn't a break dancer. I wasn't doing none of that. <laughs> no, almost. I feel no. like you from Philly. No. Like you all, you gotta almost be no, a battle no, 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 <laughs> no. Nah, and it's crazy because none of my homies from the crib rap. For real, none of them. Man, I heard. Like I grew up. Like like, like 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 I went. Like I know Jazzy 
from uh, school doing like uh, street parties and stuff because mm -hmm. one of my homies was a DJ. Mm -hmm. But that we, I never like none of my homies rapped. No one on security. None of them. Mm. I had a couple of breakdancing buddies and then like I had some skateboarding buddies and that was their thing. I hooped and hey, the the breakdancing buddies got to be funny. Right? Oh, I don't know anybody that just like you're a dancer. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That was serious business funny. back then though, because if you because a lot of the dudes <laughs> that was dancing curl, had the curl, but a lot hey, of just imagine the block because <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, that, but hoop, it was hoop dudes, but, but, like, but but it was the thing. The thing was though, all the most of the dudes that broke that, that was breakdancing was also graffiti artists. Yeah. So they, they did they have had, a little rep because, you know what I mean? They, not that they could fight, they was just different. You know what I mean? So niggas had energy, they had that right. down energy. Niggas was <laughs> yeah, we can't, yeah, we can't catch this. Niggas had snuffing, niggas had flipping for two hours. Chris Brown is a menace out there. Yeah, see, and I'm, I'm mad he hit my mans, though. That's that, but yeah. Come on. At his birthday party? <laughs> man, what? That, my mom, I gotta do. I gotta start trolling more because y'all talking about stuff I ain't never. What Chris Brown did? What? Yeah, he just rock. He just he, they, recently. I, 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 yeah, they just beat him up. On, like last uh, weekend. Yeah, Chris Brown's Brown birthday is like Usher. May six. Yeah, Chris Usher. Brown beat up Usher. At, yeah, at Usher's birthday party. No, this is Chris Brown's birthday party. Oh, Why did Usher? Oh, this was Chris oh. Brown's birthday. Well, they got in the battle dance. Hey, 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 hey let's stop talking and asking questions. We go. <laughs> Spill the beans. Apparently, they got into it about uh, Tiana Taylor Tiana or something. Taylor, yeah. And I guess. Which is Amon Shumper's wife. wife. Right. Ex-wife. Oh, the ex. Wait, that's I'm saying, no, I'm saying I, why are they getting over somebody's wife? Did not she just have a shorty? Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. I'm, oh. I'm saying, why are they fighting over somebody else's wife if she's not is, single? That is the question. But I think somebody slighted her. Yeah. I think it was Usher Chris Brown was on some drunk on. shit, and then Usher was like, "Man, chill out, bro. What you doing? Chill out." And he said, "You can get it too." Yes, and, and he clapped gave it, to it to him. him. He slapped him with pussy. No, I heard they jumped he, him in there. He will smith him. I heard they jumped him. Usher. Oh, that's what yeah, that's what Chris Rock Usher baby. Entourage. That, that, entourage. That, that, that's, uh, that's how Chris Rock. With that's the how the bullets on. That's yeah. how Rock should have did well at the. <laughs> with the beta bullets on. With the beta bullets on. Dance through his ass. Don't slip and slide. South Park style. He brought up the slap, right? So when that happened. Oh, dog. My life changed that day. What was you thinking? Oh, dog. I, <laughs> oh, my God. Being a comedian? A comedian. I see you coming. You got to understand something, dog. I'm six foot I'm four. Six, right, absolutely. Right. 280 pounds with like a 73 inch reach. Anything inside that reach is me. <laughs> you will not, especially pull back like you triggered that. Like you, he pulled back like, like your mom would hit you. Yeah, like hey. you better not move. Like like what? Coach, like, like Coach Moon said. Bro, so was he the guy? I'd have been. That was nah, one of us. Yeah, one of us going to sleep. Either you gonna beat the shit out of me, I'm gonna beat the shit out. of you. I mean, You're not just gonna slap me and walk off in front of all coach. these people on TV and think it's over with. I'm gonna catch you at the club. We, you better not show up at the after it's party. Not over. Hey, yeah, my, me and my brothers coming to your house. I'm not, bro. No, but I always have Foreman in this but, corner. How would you do? I don't care who it is. <laughs> you got that joke? No, he can have Mike Tyson in that corner, bro. Mike Tyson could be on his payroll, dog. You're not just gonna slap me and get away with it. He's gonna and have it's to been, activate. He's gonna have to activate. And it's crazy because there's been there's what? been some uh, recent videos on the, uh, Facebook with comedians getting heckled and people bullying them and throwing Kansas. I'm not uh, that yeah. dude, bro. And, and that nah. was that's what I was trending. I, hopefully, I've never offended somebody to a point that they would feel like they should do some physical harm to me. That's that's bullshit. you know what I mean. I'm saying some bogus shit at you shows. You know what I mean? Like talking like like you be at the club and I got a joke that I do that uh -huh. a lot of times when you at the club and you got your girl with you, right? And it's just trying to prove a point. Right? When you first met your girl, what did you care about? You ain't care if she had a million dollars, a GED, a PhD, all you want to do is knock off, right? Because that's what I thought about when I first seen it too. I want to knock off. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? That's about yeah. the, but that's offensive to some people. Yeah. Don't go to a comedy club then. But people do. 
That's stupid. What people do. Don't bring your wife with the titties that's up. Stupid. And sit right here. Right. Don't sit so close. If you don't want me to look at, don't. I'm finna sit right here and say. But I'm saying, but, but you know what I'm saying. At the end of the show, I'm the type of person. Hey man, I appreciate you participating. You know what I mean. It wasn't nothing personal. It was just part of the show. Da da da. You know what I mean. But I've never had somebody want to do no physical harm to me. That's 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 funny that you're saying that stuff though. Like Donnie B's. That was like one of the number one rules I had. If I was going, I was not going to be anywhere where that comic or comedian. Could yeah, see. you can't pick. Yeah, me. but I'm saying I'm the type of person I'm gonna pick you out from the back just because you didn't sit up front. <laughs> So you gotta be like in the you gotta be yeah, like right. in the middle. Why do you sit up front with your scary ass? <laughs> you scared? Go to fuck the church. Don't come to a comedy show. Don't bring your ass in here. I can't do this. In the crowd for oh yeah, oh, for sure. I'm fine with you. Hell yeah. Hot, hot, hot. All the dudes in the room seventeen and eighteen and back, come bring your asses up here, man. This ain't wrestling. You know what I mean? That ain't none of your girlfriend. Yeah. You sitting with people you don't even know. But prior to that incident, was that even a thought in your mind that? I've never been in that situation. So to me, it was totally surprising that Will, first of all, Will Smith, to be on the level that you on, what kind of, and I know that COVID made a lot of people mentally stressful. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people going through mental depression because of the COVID, because of the anti-socialization and all that part. Everybody being, you know what I mean? I get all that. But for you to be, the statue that you are being Will Smith, man, you was my idol, bro. I lost all respect for him after that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't listen to his music just like I don't listen to R. Kelly. And I don't listen to Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? I don't think that they was bad artists. I just can't condone what y'all did in this world. Will Smith, I will never respect you again, bro. That was so that was so out of line. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, he wouldn't have did it to nobody from the crib. Right. He ain't stopping nobody in Philly. I bet you that. Right. You know, go smack Gilly. <laughs> go smack Gilly the kid, nigga. You tough, go do that. Yeah. Go smack, go smack Meek Mills. Kill a go smack yeah. Cassidy. Yeah. Come smack me, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna put it in your life just like that. You might you know what I mean? I, I don't, Cassidy. No, man, Cass putting in that nigga life, bro. Don't do that. Don't do that. Cass ain't no soft dude. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think Cass. He ain't take nine. He ain't that little 6'9 nigga. I know that. Cass is a real hood nigga, bro. Cass is from the hood. He ain't on that. He ain't no fake superstar. Cass came from the bottom. Why Rico playing me? You know what I mean? I put him in the verse. Oh, the real. Right, you know what I'm saying? Why, why you put Cassidy out there? What I'm saying? A lot of it. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm the weakest nigga one. from Philly. What? <laughs> no, that, that, his game, his, his posse thinking is most of it. Of course, Cassidy, of course, of course, you Cassidy. See, that's the I'm thing, bro. Right. You got to think where they came from, man. Them niggas came from the gutter. They ain't come from no nice neighborhood and all oh, that. They yeah, came from sure. the hood. And I'm not saying that somebody can't do nothing or they untouchable. But they like my my thing in life is this: I would rather die on my feet than beg on my knees. For sure. Regardless of the situation. So a lot of times when I travel, I travel by myself because I don't know what your response is going to be to something. I don't know how you may respond to something. You know what I'm saying? I know how I'm going to respond. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I'm going home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm not going home, then I'm going to have to figure out a way to get home. Yeah. You feel me? So hopefully we ain't got to get there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I got a lot of stuff to come home too, bro. So Absolutely. And, and, and any time, and, you know, and like I said, so man, the way the world's going right home. now, we all see what this was capable and what's possible in this world now. Mm -hmm. So. I'm not a gunslinger. I don't carry a weapon. I'm I'm gonna protect myself the best way I can. There's too many things in this world for me to grab and protect myself with to carry a gun. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that, I'm not trying to make it seem like everybody that carry a gun is weak or inferior. But I grew up in a time where you box the person in front of you. Yeah. Or you hit them with a stick or whatever. You go home. You might have stitches, but you go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go. And then when they mom see you, you know you gotta explain their mom why y'all always even fighting. Because your mom and his mom cool, but what happened in this world, dog, is we we got to a point now. When you got grandmothers that are twenty seven, who teaching the kids? Yeah, 
It ain't the teachers. They still teaching grandma. Mom, yo, yo. But the mom, <laughs> the grandma, you a grandma at 27, so that means the great grandma is 40. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I come from a time where your grandma, you got sick, there was home remedies to being sick when you was a kid. Yeah, grandma was you know what old, I'm saying? Yeah. Grandmas don't, you got to go to the TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's just crazy how, you know, that, that alter, and then, the, I don't know, man, just a whole different conversation for a whole other time, I guess, but you got to understand something. When you was a kid, right, and poor people lived in what? The projects. Yeah. What they call it now? Urban redevelopment. Yeah. Because the project is over. So now we know how to exactly how to work this living situation. Mm. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now we know not know we know we can't we're gonna eliminate the father from the home because he has a felony because we we incorporated maximum penalties for minor crimes. Yep. So now he can't live here because he's a felon. Yep. Now if I don't go to work, I can get this benefit to keep this house every month. So why should I go to work? Then you're going to give me money to take care of my kids and feed my kids. All I got to do is abide by your rules. You want to live like that? That's the new man of the house. Yeah. Shit, they got, they got that shit to where if you get a link card. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Going, oh, he going to But they can come to your house. They can, come to, they can come to your house and investigate anytime they want. Anytime. So is it really your house? It's a tent. Yeah. But it's not a project no more. It's an urban redevelopment. Because wow. now we, de- we develop the way urban people live. Come on, man! Don't do wow. it to yourself. Shit, Springfield, a big ass. Don't do it. Uh, every every city, every every city, every city, every city in the country did that. But what they did was when they kicked all the people out of Chicago, St. Louis, where they migrate to, Peoria, Bloomington, yeah, they, Springfield, right? The, yeah. So now you got conflict with poor people because they from Chicago and they St. Louis. So now that's a conflict. So a lot of the kids that came down here already running from court cases. Don't care about anything because they never had anything to care about. You know what I mean? So now we have to deal with that influx of people here that. We got to learn how to deal with that. We're not prepared to deal not with. Prepared. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. have. To, and then now the police is looking at us crazy, like we doing. But look, we got to protect our own too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just saying we. Oh, the world changed in a way during this COVID that it's going to take at least 15 to 20 years to even try to get back to where we was at. And people don't understand that. And a lot of people don't watch the news and see what's going on around us, bro. China and Russia get together. What they try to do right now, and you know what I mean? It's going to be a problem for us. Oh, that's. You know, it's going to be a problem for us. That's you know what I'm saying? Because you got to understand, those people in those other countries see war. They see death every day. Oh, we yeah. so privileged and comfortable that when it comes here, who's really going to survive? The, nah, we, we'll Who can fold. deal with it? We'll fold. Who can deal with it? Could, yeah. you, go, could you wake up every day with bombs going off outside your house? tough. Just, just, no, your kids. Just the thought of your kids. Look, not even, the bombs don't even have to be going off. Just the military presence. Remember, presence. So, oh. so remember, like, when... So now we're using our resources to help a country that they're not going to win a war anyway. We really don't have no business over there. All they got to do, it's about oil. It's about control. And I get all that. But us spending a billion dollars in a war that, that's not benefiting. And so when we do, if we do have to defend ourselves, we don't gave all our resources to somebody that yeah. can't help us. At all. Pocket. So now we, everybody at the crib, you got a gun, you got a gun, you got a gun. And this is the dumbest shit I ever heard. Oh, I got a registered gun. Why would I want to have a registered gun? If I shoot you, I don't want it to be registered. <laughs> that's dumb Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. that's just dumb I understand that there's rules and regulations but if I'm going to have a gun it ain't going to be registered that's the last thing I'm going to do is get my gun registered because when I pop you I'm going to leave it right there and say, check this out allegedly you know what I mean right but the point being is that's how dumb we are as a society yeah. you know what I mean you think yeah. you, they trying to say oh ban this and ban that y'all can stop making whatever y'all want or try to keep people from getting it but you got to understand it's easier for a kid in my neighborhood to go get a kilo of cocaine than it is to get a uh, Alone to go to college. Oh, absolutely. Why is that? It's terrible. The same question I asked you at the beginning. Yep. Have you ever seen a homeless Chinese person? Yeah. Some things just don't exist. Different college. 
certain things just don't exist in this country. And it's sad to say that. You know what I mean? Even being a comedy, and like that's what I'm saying, comedy comes from pain. Yeah. I've been through enough in my life that I should be fucking hysterical. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm learning to deal with it because of all the other things outside of that comedy world that I have to focus on because I got kids and grandkids. You know what I mean? How are they life's going to be in 10, 15 years? I might not be here. I'm 57 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the reality of it. <clears throat> are there but, any topics off limits for you as a comedian? Mm, not really. Because I can present it in a way that's not offensive because I've been through it all. Yeah. Even 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 with the uh, the letters, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The LBQs and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. It's very personal to me because I have family members that are that way. Sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and I, but I do it tastefully. Yeah. You know, I have a son that's gay that's got married recently. And uh, I, I made a joke about it because it was funny shit to me. You know what I'm saying? So the joke is goes, um, you know, my son is gay. And I think that God prepared me for that because I had also had a gay brother. So having a gay son wasn't such a big surprise or, you know, I'm not disappointed. I love my son just like all the rest of my kids. I love him for who he is. Yeah. And uh, recently he asked me, told me that he was getting married. And we had our, you know, our, you know, our ups and downs between us. And it wasn't it had nothing to do about his lifestyle. So he asked me, was I going to his wedding? Like, yeah, man, you're my son. Of course I'm going to your wedding. But I knew one thing was not going to happen at that wedding. That father-daughter dance is not going down. <laughs> <laughs> you gay, I'm not. <laughs> I can't have that on video. You dancing with a man? No, bro. No, I got to go back to work. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? He, my son accepted it. So now, you know what I mean? If you don't accept that's your problem. Yes. But my right, son accepted right. it. Funny dad, that's funny as shit. Okay, yeah. cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I do some other stuff, you it know, that I incorporated. It's about me. I, other, and other stuff, other jokes I incorporated into that. That's not, you know, that's a set, that's the ending of a setup that I've done or that I've been working on, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? But that's the kind of stuff that I like to deal with. True. So, you know what I mean? No, nothing is off limits for me. I just, it's all about presentation. Yep. And that, and that again, a fan of comic comedy that's what i kind of look for in comedians that don't have that apprehensiveness that can create from uh 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 richard pryor yeah mm -hmm. storyteller yeah george carlin informative he was a storyteller but he made you think about things in ways that you normally wouldn't think about it so i had a top five picked out and I was going to ask you what your top five comedians were. All time? Yeah. I'm going to give mine first. Let me think about that. <laughs> you're but probably you not said, old enough. Because you said two of them off the rip. <laughs> right. You're probably not old enough. George Carlin, Richard nice Pryor. I got to go Eddie Murphy. Mm -hmm. But then... Hey, top five? Yeah. Ooh. Then, then I'm, then I'm, 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 I'm venturing off and I'm being kind of creative. Okay, because I'm a little older so my list probably going very... I'm going to mm -hmm. go... Comedy, comics view, and Def Comedy Jam, those platforms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They was that, oh, yeah. That Def Comedy Jam was way before his time, bro. Yeah. That comic was, View that was, was my. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah, Comic yeah. View was uh, the, the, the BET. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, that, that concept. They put was a lot of cats on. Yeah, well, I'm saying, if you, had, if you were asking me, my top course. five, George Carlin would be definitely, not in no particular order, George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Yeah, he was class. Flip Wilson. Yeah, Flip Wilson. You know, people don't really, Red Fox. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Robert Harris was probably one of my favorites. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't die, we multiply. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it ain't time to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Before it's time, uh, Man, I'm a big, he, he I'm a big, I'm a huge Bernie yeah. Mac fan. Bernie. I think Bernie yes. Mac was probably one of my favorites. I, I don't want to say this and not say that he's not trying to hate on him, but I'm, I'm a Cedric Entertainer fan. Mm -hmm. I don't really, yeah. I don't think in that King of Comedies, I don't think D.L. Hughley deserved a spot there. No. So I I definitely was present no. at the Kings of Comedy. So why Eddie Murphy wasn't on that? 
Oh. I think Eddie. I think Eddie Murphy was priced out of that group. He ain't having. They ain't have enough of him. Oh, I think. What the, you mean? I think because he's definitely the king. He is the king of his time. And I think the people. I think Hollywood had <clears throat> control of over that. Oh yeah, but I'm saying like, I could say right now I can go get two of my homies from St. Louis and say we're the kings of the Midwest. Who's going, who's going to debate that? You know what yeah, I mean? Right. And if you so if you do it, then, then prove to me that you're funny to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But ain't nobody going to say it. Anybody can say it. You know what I mean? Like, I got friends down in St. Louis. Oh, Kings of St. Louis comedy. <laughs> Man, y'all been on four shows in two years. Huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? King means you've been working. You've been doing something every yeah. single month. Every You know what I mean? At least once a month. To, and you're not doing it just in your neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're the king of St. Louis because you ain't been to Denver. You ain't never been to Indianapolis. You ain't never been to kids. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you're mm. going to be popular there. So, when you have a show there, then you have a show out of town. Who's following Who's coming to see you when you come to Springfield? Who's driving? Yeah. Who travels? Man. You know what I mean? Right. So if I go to St. Louis, I got at least 20 people that's going to show up at the show that I'm performing on. If yeah. I go to Bloomington, I'm going to have 10 to 15 people to show up. If I go to Champaign, same thing. So I'm building a network of people that are going to support me when I do have an event. So the venue says, okay, when he shows up, people come out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have a publicist. I don't have somebody, you know, pushing me out every day. There's stuff that I've done over the years on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I said, it goes back to treat people the way you want to be treated. So you don't think DL's in there? I don't no. think. I think he. I think he a top twenty. I'm just not. A, you know what I mean. I'm not a fan of. Who would you have put in there instead of that? Right. Uh, let me, but him. Oh, let me see who I think was at that time. I was curious. I'm trying to think of that time. Rock could have been in there over him. Who? Chris Rock. Yeah. Chappelle could have been over there over him. Uh, I think it's for me. It seemed my, like the group. The group was more of yeah. A, it was a, a, a camaraderie. Yeah, it was a fr- yeah. It yeah, was like definitely a friend. It was definitely a friendship. Same, no, it was definitely a friendship. Kind of, you know, no, it was a friendship. It was definitely yeah, a friendship. Yeah. It was like you know what I mean. I'm putting the show together, but kind of like what you just said. We're right. the kings of comedy, right? Because we yeah, said right, so. Right. We gonna do right. This. You know what I mean? And, for a horseman, right? It could be whatever you know. Bernie but, Anderson. but even that, like, like right, right now, for now, like at this point, right now, I could start saying I'm the king of grocery store comedy because ain't nobody else ever did it. I'm the first to do it, so I'm really the king of grocery store comedy. But you are. It sounds funny, yeah, but you, know what I'm, you are though. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but I'm saying I don't, I'm not going to use that moniker because I know who. You know what I mean? Do I really want to use that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the, the, but the event itself and the and the and the, and the uh, well, if you think about the it, feedback yeah. from the show, so it might work. Well, no, Shit, it might let's, work let's, perfect. You, let's, let's I'm saying like, yeah, I'm going to show. Let's not act like we don't have a tiny desk, which is which is the corner of a library, and it rocks. It's right. that much space. Yeah. Hey, 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 that shit is let's, fire. Let's not act like this isn't what they've been doing to the industry forever. Huh. Uh, the Grammys, all of it, all of that stuff. That's all. Let's congratulate these specific people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, and, and, I, and you know yeah. what? Like, like I know for a fact that um, <laughs> last year, you know how they have the uh, the best of uh, Springfield edition of Illinois mm-hmm. Town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, a guy named not uh, maybe it was year before last, a guy named named uh, Blake Stevens won best comedian in Springfield, right? Over that? Jeremy Nunez, which is a beast, guy crazy, right? He did four open mics. So how did he win? Right. His friends voted for us. He just had three more votes than anybody else. I didn't even get nominated, which I'm, it's not a big deal to me. But the category became about because me and Tom Irwin during my interview asked why they didn't have that category. <laughs> You feel what I'm saying? I, I definitely so, understand what so, you're saying. So it's not about necessarily, like with me, if it come out this year, then I should definitely be a nominee at least because of the things that I've been doing. If I'm not, it's not a big deal because the accolades from, like you said, this market, is it really something that's going to push me over the top? No. 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 Yes, it's something nice to have on that my resume. Oh, you know, I, oh, I won the best comedian. How many comedians there? Eight? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Who did you really beat? No, it's about it's, it's, it's a nice little group now. It's a there's a couple guys that's really out here doing some things, man. Let me catch up. I ain't even know we even because yeah, it's like comedy so underground because it's not marketed <laughs> yes. in a certain way. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. do shows at the Buzz Bomb, they do shows at Ample and Forge. You know what I mean? Donnie B still rocking, but the only one you're hearing about is mine. Yeah. To be honest. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely one hundred percent. And I'm the only one that don't charge to get in. Wow. Smack them. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Buy apples and, and, and fresh. All right, get your milk on the way to the crib. <laughs> Stay the tent. Now we got video poker out there. It's going down at the grocery store. <laughs> I'm gonna start it's selling hen next. I'm, I'm gonna get me some hen next week. Start selling that. <laughs> hey, I can't the whole. hey, I go up there and we chill, man. man I'm telling you, it's like get that. A smoothie. It's something different, there, man. And like man. I said, it was just like it's a perfect. From, you know, everything just happened to fall in place because what happened was I was at the interview for the job. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there talking to the general manager and uh, somebody that I know worked there. Oh, Philly, man, what's up, man? Da, da, da. You still doing shows? Hey, man, I'm still getting to do when I can, you know, da, da, da. Because before I got the job, local, I was doing a lot of stuff. celebrity. Yes, I was sir. doing stuff like uh, anything that the train touched, I was doing. Yeah. Lincoln, Kate, you know, Bloomington, Chicago, whatever. If train get there, I'm doing That's about the only way I was getting around at the time. So when I got this gig right here, it was kind of like... Uh, so dude was like, yeah, you get around. So I'm talking at the interview. He's like, oh man, well, you know, we got this mezzanine level. I was like, yeah, I seen the stage. He's like, well, anytime you want to do something, show over with. I start doing shows before I start working. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> even do my word. orientation. You know what I mean? I had my yeah. eye down in the I had a show before I even got the check. That's word. You know what I mean? Nine yeah. months later, you know what I mean? It's just constantly growing. It's definitely something that, uh, like I said, it's very diverse. It's, and I like it because it's not so culturally focused. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like everybody can come together in a, in a space and feel comfortable being with other people. You know what I'm saying? That's not a that's not you don't feel that because it's not a tent situation. It's not a nightclub. It's not a bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a it's grocery store. You, yeah. come, you, you know what I mean? Spaces. So that environment right there alone is already is comforting. You know what I mean? Now once I get my sound system together, it's really gonna be a different kid because the way the acoustics is, sometimes I lose audience members because they can't hear what's going on. Sure. But you know what I mean? We're working on all that. So and like I said, man, anybody hear this podcast, you ain't doing nothing May 31st. Seven to nine right there at the Harvest Market. Your boy Ray Philly Phillips doing it big. You hear me? Yes, <laughs> Come out and see me. It's always the last Wednesday of the month, too. So how many of these have you done before? At the grocery store? Yeah. This one will be nine. And then when I get to my one-year anniversary, I'm going to have a live recording of me doing a 40-minute special. Ooh. The one-year anniversary. And I'm going to bring two of my... Friends gonna come and do the opening part for me, and I'm just gonna do a 40 minute, have it all recorded right there. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Something different. So, who's headlining this month? Uh, this month I got uh, Kamani Johnson, Rob T, and then my dude Stony Baloney from Springfield, Stoney and then uh, then I got my man Keith Red uh, gonna host it for me this month. Keith Red. Yeah. So I'm kind of like like I said before, I'm kind of stepping out a little bit. Getting some time, focus, and regroup on my material. Get some managerial, uh, yeah, you know, figure things figure going. some things out. But yeah, so far so good, man. And uh, well, you know, one thing about it is you being in the game directly, you can step back and you can put pieces in in, in motion. Oh yeah, people. people it, it, it was when I first started. It was like I had to call people to do the show. Now people calling me to get on the show because they yeah. hearing about it. You know it's funny saying? how you always need somebody like you. Right, you know, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what you're doing when you you lay in foundation. You learn how it? to do it. Yeah, but see, the one thing I've learned over these 22 years ain't nobody gonna drive like I drive. Right, you know what I mean. You might take over for an hour or two, but I'm taking over the, the long haul. You know what I mean. I know how I'm gonna get there. I know how fast I want to get there. I know exactly what it's gonna take for me to get there. You know what I mean. Like like I said, it's always been like a hobby, but now it's, the focus is more getting to where I need to be with it. You know what I mean? It's got to mm -hmm. start making more money because if it's not making sense, it's not making, you know what I mean? If it's not making dollars, it ain't making sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's really, I got to get to that part. 
So that's what I'm focused on. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to sit back and uh, work out my material till September. So mix some of the new with the old, do the special, and see where it goes from there. So I'm come out get some of that merch. Yeah. You gonna put the, are you going to put the special like out, or are you going to... I'm going to make it a YouTube special. Mm. You can purchase it for a dollar, dollar fifty. You know what I mean? That's like a dope. forty, like a forty-minute special. You know what I mean? It'll be like an introduction to my podcast and everything I'm doing after the show. Okay. You know what I mean? But yeah, I got merch out now: the Philly Boy Apparel t-shirts, sweatpants, shit like that. I'm doing. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so it's definitely uh, refocus time. You know, hopefully by September I have some other things in my life straightened out so I can maneuver around a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Because people say they like it, and then. You know, if it don't particularly go the way they think in the amount of time they sit, then they give up. Yeah. I don't give up. I figure it out. Yeah, you shouldn't. Everybody one day away. Yeah. You one event away. Yeah, one all you gonna yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I tell I say this all the time. I'm only one Jake one joke away from really being big time. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you know, I mean the material I got now is couldn't take me there, but there's a lot of stuff that's that that you have to have. You can have good material. That's why there's people that just do writing. They can't present the stuff that they write. Mm-hmm. But they're excellent writers, so you have somebody in the front reading your material. Yeah, everything I do, I've wrote and done myself. I'm That's not, what's going on in Hollywood right now with the writer strike. Yeah, there's a writer strike, right? Yeah, and I wouldn't have to never worry about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But see that that that's like even like even show. like even the big shows, like even like Kevin Hart and them, all them guys got writers yeah, right. to help yeah, them. Yeah, or they, they, they or are there people like up, opening comedians that they get you know work? That, oh, this joke might not work for you. Let me get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like with my son, you know, I have a son that I wish would do comedy, but. It's just not his forte, but he's probably one of the funniest people I've ever seen on stage. Hmm. You know what I mean? But he just has a different focus. Like I said, you know, everybody don't have the same focus. So uh, I learned a long time ago, my dream is my dream. I dreamt that you didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? It shouldn't yeah. matter what happens after that. You know what I mean? And I don't care if you accept it or not. It's my dream. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Either you can be a part of it or not. That's something. You know what I mean? If you can't accept my dream, then you're not accepting me who I am as a person. And I'm not going to short myself to please somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean, regardless. Yeah. So, and you, uh, you said you, um, you're starting a podcast, or do are you? I'm in the process of developing it. We're gonna okay. get it together. Hopefully by uh, September, I have enough footage and material put together where I can start actually presenting them without feeling like I'm putting out some trash. Because I don't. You gonna do it at the market? Uh, I'm gonna do some of them at the market, but the, the whole concept is to me to be on the road. The first, the first, uh, what I was gonna call it at first is uh, finding the funny. Mm-hmm. Just traveling around open mics, different venues, seeing you know comedians that not bigger venues, but the smaller bars and clubs that I came up in, the, mm-hmm. the barns and you know the Christmas party, all that type of stuff. So and just uh, introduce them to the world, man. Like you know, what made you get into doing comedy? Who you was influenced on? Where you from? You know, how can yeah. people get in touch? with you? Basically, just have a conversation like we doing now, and then maybe show a three or four minute clip of their material throughout the conversation, and then uh, a way for them to get in touch with them through my network. So you know, it'd be lit. So I'm hopefully from that, then uh, I'm going to invite out to more shows, be available to do different stuff. You know what I mean? That'll be dope. That'll be dope. Definitely, definitely a network that we need in this game, man. And, and just show people that it's really not about uh, the jealousy part. That it's, I'm, I'm really trying to help people get to different places in life. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, and for me, that's a lot of that is more satisfaction than actually getting the money for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To see somebody else take something that they came to you with, hey, I thought about this. And then you encourage them enough to watch it come to fruition that's worth more than bread to me. You for know sure. Because sure. one thing about this life, man, whatever you put out into the world, you're going to get back a hundred times. Mm-hmm. You know it's what I mean? That energy. Whatever. You know, as long as you stay positive and always understand that your blessings come from somewhere that you can't even imagine. You know what I mean? Like You're never going to do without if you always 
and this is how I live my life. I always, whatever in this hand, I try to put in this hand so I can give it away. Yeah. Because as long as, as soon as I get this away, guess what? My hand fill up again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and it's a fact of life. And that's just how it's been for me my whole life. So I know that if I put 10 people in good positions, I'm going to get 100 people back that's mm-hmm. in better positions to help me get those people to a different position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So by not being something I grew up thinking about or, you know, ever had no real ambitions about when I was a shorty to be where I'm at and had the opportunities I have, I got to say that I'm truly blessed. Yeah, for sure. You going to uh, interview some of them people that ain't trying to book you now that you put on? I'm always trying to keep them on. I always still book them right now. You got to make sure you got to have a good zinger for them during the interview. I said, hey, uh, who put you on? No. It's not even that. It's, it's, it's not that, like put them on or started. It's just the fact that, you know, if I if I invite you out to do a show with me, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you invite me to do a show with you? And this competition. Good business. Because what you don't want to do is I don't care about it because my reputation speaks for itself. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that I'm funny or better than anybody else. Yeah. I just been doing it longer. My skill set is different. Your work, yeah. your work so. I want to bring people that are funnier than me to my shows. Yeah. I don't want my guests to remember me. I want y'all to remember the people that I bought. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now that's giving them opportunities to be seen in front of a hundred people that and it's a hundred people for sure every month. I've mm-hmm. not been less than hundred people at this harvest market in, in nine months. That's and dope. it's only growing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's getting bigger every month. So with all that being said, I'm not I'm in a situation where I can help. That's my goal. That's what I was given. That's my gift to help. Yeah. I don't worry about the rest of it. Yeah. I don't care if you ever put me on the show. Because I've done, at this point, in 22 years, I've probably done over 1,500 shows. Oh, yeah. By myself. You know, yeah, people call me and write, but if my drive wasn't there, I wouldn't have gotten invited. If you didn't see me somewhere prior to that, I wouldn't have gotten invited. Yeah. So in 20 years, I got 1,500 shows under my belt. I work with Seth the Entertainer. I work with Jimmy Walker from Good Times. I work with Michael Winslow from Police Academy. Michael Winslow. You know what I mean? I work <laughs> with some, you know, I, work, I open for Louis Anderson at the POS Center here in Springfield. I, you know what I mean? So those opportunities, being from such a small market, being the type of guy that I was, I put myself in very unique op- in positions. So with all that, once again, with all that being said, it's just a blessing. I just want to continue to be a blessing to other people with what I was given. Yeah. You're putting yeah. numbers on the board. Yeah. He's at Cedric. So... So yeah, I was doing shows in Decatur. I, you know, it was pretty much. I don't think there's any place between here and Chicago that I haven't actually. What's the worst place you've done? <laughs> a show, maybe not. Oh, that's gonna sound like bad. That's gonna walk, sound bad because it's right here, man. But it was the Elks. <laughs> <laughs> I did a show at the Elks one night. Boy, that thing was woo because the way no just no because they got you standing in front of slot machines. I was gonna say it doesn't seem like a good setup. No, no, it's not a good setup. It's like it's, it's, it's like it's like you trying to things. listen to me tell jokes and I'm standing in the bathroom. Yeah, nigga, I level with the crowd. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that was just it was just a bad setup, but yeah, that was probably the worst. I thought it was like, and, it, and it's crazy because it's not like I've done a show. Right, I've done shows before. Where it's only forty. Like I've done it. I've done it. I did a birthday party. It was eight people. I stood at the end of the table, and they paid me two hundred dollars for an hour just to stand there and talk to them like we doing right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. But when they this, you know, they asking me questions. I'm just making it funny. Yeah, you know what I mean. And those are some of the best ones I've ever done. And then I've done shows where it was five or six hundred people. Then I walked off the stage and I felt like the biggest thing that ever hit the stage. You know yeah. what I mean? But you had, like it's ups and downs, and I, I just try to keep it as humble as possible and keep it focused and level as possible. You know what I mean? I, I know it's a gift. I know that I didn't do it by myself, and I know that I'm not going to be able to do it by myself. You know what I mean? So with all that being said, I didn't ask for this; it was given to me. Mm-hmm. So with that, you know, with great power come great responsibility. So Absolutely. my only responsibility is to try to help as many people as I can along the way, if it's comedy or just in life. You know. I always, uh, I really believe that selfish people 
only have a limit to their life. You can't be a selfish person and expect to achieve more things than you deserve in life. Oh, Unex- I say unselfish people, unexpected, unselfish, unexpected people <laughs> are the most blessed because That's we close. don't have the stress of worrying about keeping or trying to maintain something. We just pre-giving, you know what I mean? Hold on, hold on. Rewind that. Say that one more time for the for the people in the back. When you selfish people are only they're setting a limit in their life. Mm-hmm. Because you, you you limit your blessings when you're selfish because you want to keep everything that you have as opposed to getting anything new in your life. When you yeah. give it away, when you give you all right, let's say right now, I'll give you ten dollars, right? Mm-hmm. In my heart, I said, I'm giving you this ten dollars. I don't ever look for it back. Mm-hmm. In the next five years, I'm gonna get a million dollars back from giving you that ten dollars. It's because mm-hmm. I gave it to you without a, a presumption that you gotta give it back to me. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna fight you over the ten dollars. Yeah. But Man, the thing I got, is, a, I got an example of that within the last probably forty-eight hours. I'm at work, right? So helping dude with some 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 metals. He gets his bread. If if it's such a, if it's a large enough amount, they get a check. What? He went, popped the check, came back, hollered at me, threw me a dub. Right. So I put it in my wallet. I get to the crib. It's a little uh little homie around the way. He probably 22. He got a little three-year-old. He work overnight at Walmart. Shorty getting washed by grandma. Uh, he got the shorty on the back of the bike. Yeah, he and he grinding. Take, take him everywhere he go with him. Shorty be sleeping in the joint, you know. Shorty come to the crib. I be you know throwing him toys, popsicle, cookie, you know, uh, making sure he good water. Uh, so it just it was just it just touched me to be like, man, throw him that dub. Uh, so I went in the pocket and just gave him the dub. I said, get you some food. Don't you know spend uh, it all one you uh, know. Uh, make sure he good. Whoop de whoop. So I go to work this morning, man. They kicked my ass yesterday, dog. So I'm tired. I get there. I'm doing my thing. Boss is like, Sean, I'm like, what's up? He's like, uh, hey, uh, I want to get your bump and your uh your salary. What? You know what I'm saying? Starting, you know, starting this week. He said, You've been here for a while. So then he was like, you know, uh, a little bit down the road, we're gonna do it again. So at 20. What? Or helping that dude and throwing that back that that which you talking about putting in oh, the no, other hand. It's all about it's all about it's putting all in the about other hand, it's man. all about the universe. Whatever you it put is. in the universe, whatever you put in your lanes is what you're going to receive. Everybody bro. thinks karma is a bad thing. No, karma is is the energy you put out. Good karma. Exactly. It's good karma. And I'm a I'm a I'm a piggyback on something that both of y'all said just a minute ago. But I'm gonna take it to a place that was kind of removed from the personal experience that you had, but to add on to what you're saying that, you know, that I believe in that as well, you know, I invest in several different things. And within that, there was a learning experience in the investment part. And the one of the things that I learned immediately was about donating, which is very similar, giving back, right? So the training program had it to where it was almost a game of sort of like Monopoly. You land on something, you get a card, you read mm-hmm. it, you react to it, right? And it's like, do you want to invest in this? Do you want to invest in that? But then they had the other cards. Mm-hmm. Do you want to donate? <clears throat> so, and again, this isn't a board game, but it's a board game digital, Yeah. right? So these aren't real cards I'm drawing. Yeah. So this chance can't... These opportunities. Might not be chance. They're programmed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You don't donate when they say, hey, would you like to give 10% to whatever? 
You say no, spin it again, something's bad going to happen. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Or nothing happened. Just Mm. regular. You miss it. Whatever. Every time I would donate to that, exactly what you said. The Come next back. time I was to receive an investment <laughs> or a payment, it'd be a blessing. Mm-hmm. I picked that up. I carried that in life, and the same thing started happening. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, it's it's all about. I don't know. It's a book called The Secret. I don't know if you ever yeah. read it. It's all about the law of attraction. Yes, and that's really what the world is about. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Your life will be the way you want it to be. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I got this thing about sneakers. I'm always trying to buy sneakers. That's my thing. You know what I mean? I don't have a fancy car. I don't have a big house. I'm, I buy sneakers. I buy them from Ross, Burlington. If I cut them myself, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. But my goal is, that my thing is this. If I buy myself two pair of sneakers, I'm going to give away a pair of sneakers. Mm-hmm. If I buy two pair, I'm going to give a pair away. You know what I mean? So right, as of right now, I probably give away about 50 pairs of sneakers. I have a closet <laughs> that I probably shouldn't have as a man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, no, you but, but, but that's, that's what I meant to. You know what I mean? A f- ain't nothing fresher than a fresh white t-shirt and a fresh pair of kicks. Yeah, I don't sure. care what else you wear with it. That's just my thing. You know what I mean? That's how I grew up. That's how I rock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got my hat on and it's time to go. You know summertime, what I mean? baby. You know, I want it to be summertime year round. <laughs> but, you know, even that, you know, it's just, I've I just done it too many times, man. I've seen what God's done for me. I know what, you know, my shortcomings in life, what I did prior to me being who I am now. And I'm not, I don't have any regrets. Everything I've done in my life made me exactly who I'm supposed to be now. I'm still going to have ups and downs. I'm still going to have trials and errors. But the thing is, I understand I'm different. I know how to use them. Me and my brother come from the same, very, the same exact environment as kids. We two different people. Yeah. I choose to make, not have excuses. I choose not to fail. He chooses to sit and, oh, I don't understand. I can't. We two years apart, bro. I love my brother. But we just different. You know what I'm saying? From us coming from two different, the same exact environment and to be that different is crazy to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I understand that everybody's not like me. Mm -hmm. And the people that's supposed to be with you and support you are going to be there. Everybody's going to fall off because they can't handle who you are. Mm -hmm. People that's truly there for you are going to be there. I find myself alone a lot. I like that. Yeah. Because I don't have to worry about your opinions. I don't have to worry about you trying to change or sway what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm telling you I'm trying to do something. Oh, well, you should do it like this. That's not how I've seen it. Yeah. You can't tell me how I've seen it. You right. know what I mean? And then you get frustrated or mad because I'm not saying it. I don't allow you to disrupt what I've seen. You know what I mean? Can't nobody, can't nobody see your vision the way you see it. Nah. Just hold on to that. Thanks. Word. That's been great, man. Y'all guys are awesome. I was just going to say. That was so easy. I thought it was going to be like Ace. a big drawn yeah. out thing. Like, hold on. Uh-uh. It's just, it's, we should have ordered a pizza next time. I ain't going to get no chips or nothing crunchy. We can get some pizza, a little soft food. You know? So so you okay, be in the grocery like store, man. Can you cook? Do you? I started cooking when I was in the service. That's, my, that's what I did in the service. I uh, Actually cooked for a very long time until I understood once again that the money was in the front of the house. Yeah, I'm not gonna sweat in the back for fifteen dollars an hour where you on the floor making two hundred dollars a night and I'm making eighty five. That don't make sense to me. Hey, this this man so put once me it, on how, so, to, how to wait tables at a four star. My son, I, I put it on. You know what I mean? Like, like like for real, holding a tray with like man, I can't man right. That shit looks scary. Man, it, 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 but yeah, it does right. skills. It yeah, does. yeah. It's, it's skillful. That's yeah, why I'm, I'm saying I'm cooking, and cooking, and cooking is one thing, but it, it, like I said, like. Even with me being a bartender at the Harvest Market during the course of the week, you know what I mean? I know for a fact that I'm going to be able to survive off tips because the way 
my guests take care of me mm-hmm. because of the level I go to to take care of them. Absolutely. So I know I don't have to get a paycheck from my job to know that I'm going to be able to pay my bills at the end of the month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? True. A lot of people can't say that. No. You know, some story. people work at Chili, some people work at Outback, you know, and it's more of a turnover game for them. Yeah. You know, see them, get them in, get them out. You know, at my job, I gotta, I'm got i a little more social. I'm going to be able to, you know, get to in, introduce myself, become part of their, you their, their experience. There, you, you know what I mean? People come there the because tables. of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, they're not working, they'll leave. Oh yeah, because yeah. they don't get the same level of service. Oh no, you know what I'm saying. Yep. So you're gonna get that 22. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So and then and you know if, and if they do stay, instead of you getting a ten dollar tip, you're getting a four dollar tip. Yes. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's just that type of you know and, and like I said, I've been doing it over 40 years, man. I cooked for a long time, and I realized that the money was in the front of the house. So I, I I taught myself how to bartend. I taught myself how to, you know, and really what it was was. Um, you pretty much go to any restaurant on this on the type on the Applebee's, uh, TGI Friday level, you know, anything on them levels that, that fast turnover stuff, the menu's the same. Yeah. They just call it something different. Yeah. Chicken Alfredo. You know what I mean? The, the burger's the same, the pizza's the same. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. all the, with that Shrimp skill Alfredo, set, tenders. and it's still and it's still and it's still hard, yeah. It's still it's hard for tenders. people to develop, you know, to, to to get that part of it down. So if you don't know what you're selling, it's hard to sell something. Yeah, and what I, I did, and I came up with absolutely. a rule. Absolutely, absolutely. And I came up yes. with a rule a long time ago. I'm gonna fake it till I make it. So if I didn't know, hey, you know what? We just got that. Let me. I'll yeah. find an excuse yeah. to go get the information. Now the next time I don't have to run and go get it because I got it. Finesse, yeah. you know what I mean? Not like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, hey, but let's let's not act like uh, the 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 smile and the the gift the gab don't don't have a. It does, but a lot of people. But, but a lot of times, but it's a part of it. Yeah, no, a lot I mean, of times. But I'm saying, when you go out to dinner with your wife, your girl, whatever, you don't want to have a conversation with the waiter. You no, just no. want him to be attentive no. to your needs. Hey, I'm having this and this to drink. Boom, you got this. What are you having to eat? Okay, cool. I'm gonna put this here for you. Got. I don't want to be in your That's face. The but if you draw me into a conversation, I will have one with you. Yeah. But I also understand that I got other people that I got to take mm-hmm. care of too. Yeah. So I can't be here 20 minutes socializing with you when I got four other tables that I got to go make sure. Remember when I told you about that tip? Yeah. When, when I when I when I get somewhere, depending on where I'm at. I'm gonna tell you this story right here when he's done. That tip, you know, you know, the, the woman of the house, that's my wingman with the tip. Yeah. That plays a part. If you come over and you talking too long, you just lost two dollars yeah. off this fifteen. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you a story about Keep it moving. I was uh, <laughs> I was uh I was living in North Carolina and I was uh I just got this job at this like a barbecue house. It was a real nice little restaurant. And it's a Saturday morning, and uh, I was opening, me and this girl was opening together. So she's in there rolling silverware, and I'm doing some other stuff, getting the tables together. So this bus pulls up right, right before we open. It's about 40 black people. It was their grandmother's family. It was a family reunion. Their grandmother was turning 90 that day. Mm-mm. Now, the girl, technically, she got there before me. She was supposed to take the table. So she's telling me, she, she hears the manager She's telling the manager, the lady was walking in the store. So the lady hears her and says this to the manager. I don't want to take them all that work and they're not going to tip me nothing. You a dumbass. Right? That's, no, but that's what they all think. <laughs> 40 people. That's what they all think. Kids, people, it can be four or 40. I took the whole 40 by myself. Right. Right? Didn't put it. And I'm, at this point, I'm able to put a gratuity on the thing. I yeah. said no. So I talked to the lady. She's like, oh, that's the best service we ever had. Thank you so much. My grandmother really enjoyed it. I'm dancing with her grandmother. All types. I'm going crazy because this is my only table. I got 40 people. You know what I mean? So yeah. I take care of the kids. The kids is eating. Now I got the adults situated. So to make a long story short, they get done eating. I don't put the gratuity on the check. Check's about $700. Ooh. The lady walks over to me, gave me four $100 bills, said that's the best service I ever had in my life. The white mouth dropped. <gasps> Stupid. 
That day I made six hundred fifty dollars at know. work serving barbecue ribs. They don't know. So you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how that's how but, it was when I was working thank at you. Pizza Hut. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's average. Way. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm saying. Like even anywhere I work, I'm gonna make more than the average server because of the way that I care about my guests. I know what they want. I know how to anticipate their needs. I know how what I want out of the experience. It's the quality that you put into your work. Right. And it's not it's not about the food because I can get this anywhere. You know what I mean? I can get shrimp scampi anywhere. Yeah, I can get a burger anywhere. Crazy. I can get a pizza anywhere. But Ray Ray used to have me serving 40 tops at the top of the Hilton for the mayor by myself. <laughs> lunches. Low. Lunches. I'm down for rocking the restaurant and, and, and doing room like, service like, by myself. I would come up and make That's my a skill set, bro. Yeah. I, I, I would have, I would have that sodas poured. I was I would drop my salads, drop the bread. They would serve their own drinks. I'd pick up the salads, drop the the, the entree, pick up who By the time done, they done the whole room, clean we back they, to doing what we thought. Let bro. them have their meeting. Gratuity on a forty top. I don't know what my it son Aaron to tell you that. My son Aaron to tell you the same thing. I, mean, I told him how to get money, bro. It's a different top. hustle. Yeah. It's a different hustle. It's a different, different hustle. It's like selling on the corner. If you selling weed on the corner, you are trying to get as many customers as you can, right? That's the whole concept. So with this, is this a different way of doing it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most people gonna leave you three, four dollars. Most people. But what about the people who's leaving you twenty, twenty five, thirty, fifty? That shit add up. Yeah. They, they used that to cut. They used to crack me up. UCP. Uh, other other servers be sitting back like. Just chilling, trying not to get taken. Oh, yeah. What I'm, are you? You're not. You're trying. You're okay. I'll take yeah, it. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll, t- what, I'll take. I'll what, take. You know what? I'll take I your mean, whole. I'll I, take I, your I, whole I, section. I have I'll eight tables as opposed to your whole section. Go break. Go ahead. I'll take your whole section. Give me two of them tables out of that section. By the time you come back, my me and my brother used to work at a at a at a AHA in Philadelphia in like the mid nineties. Early '90s, and uh, we would go to work in the morning and race to hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we get there at six, but about twelve o'clock, both of us got like three hundred dollars in our pocket, and we yeah. go home at two. Y'all was having fun. <laughs> yeah, because nobody was fun. Like, like, we was the fun. only, we was the only ones, <laughs> we was the only ones that would get our own section. Like we would get eight tables a piece. Everybody else had to share the section, so it would be four tables a piece. And breakfast, is and an I mean, easy people foot. would wait, Damn, people would wait just to sit in our section. But that was like they don't care if this table's over or not. No, I'm waiting for Ray. But like you said, it, it, it matters. Like when when you're in a position to be able to understand service being given to you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you you should reward it. And when a person really understands, they do. And because again, it's it's like if I work wherever I work and I have the means to enjoy myself, mm-hmm. I want that enjoyment and right. the attentiveness. Or the, just even the expertise of you working here, mm-hmm. like, hey man, I see your menu. What should I be eating tonight? I like right. this. You know what? This is what's popping. This is, yeah, like, yeah. you know, mess with the, it, right. that type. Or of, I get this and I make it this way for myself. So you want to try that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not, yeah. You know what I mean? You just yeah. got to know that was anticipating people needs. They hungry. That's why they came here. Okay, I'm not gonna play games with you. I know you hungry. Okay, yeah. what, what sounds good to you? What sounds good to you? Yeah. Okay, I will take the. This, is, this is what I like. This is how I like it done. You know, you want to try that? Okay, cool. And, and I'm the type of person by by me working in a grocery store. If it's on that menu or not, I have access to anything you want. Yeah. Okay, what you want? I'm gonna make it. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah, we got Brussels sprouts there's, downstairs. That, 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 right. There's no. There's no. No. There's no. No. In my conversation. If that's I'm physically real. able to do it, I'm gonna make it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, listen, I don't care if I gotta go steal it from another department. If I gotta tell the general manager, "Hey, man, it's I got this kitchen, from another man. store." Yeah. It's if I kitchen. got, the, if I have a whole grocery store to my access, and somebody said that they want something a certain way, I'm going to make it exactly like if it's on the menu or not. If that's I go not. in there on a Saturday and grab a pizza, one of them fresh made pizzas that's sitting over in the plastic, and tell them in the deli to put it in the oven and cut it and take it upstairs to me, they'll do it. 
That's 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 what what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And this is at the market. Yeah, there's couches in a fireplace. So why wouldn't that happen? Right. There's couches in a fireplace in this bitch, and you watch. But like game. everybody else, though, it's, it's it's a labor issue. You know, we we struggling to keep people there because it's so unique and different that people mm-hmm. don't understand that the money concept is different. So when they don't make money the first couple of days, like, oh, well, there ain't no money here. No, they high. So they so they go to if they go to Red Robin or they go to. Outback, or they go to Longhorn because they see that every day. But then your check is zero. Yeah. Now I mean, here we they, they we make double what anybody else in the industry make per hour. Oh, you I know, know. motherfuckers at them restaurants be four. They still at four seventy five. Yeah, five. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, depending yeah. on tips, it's all about the hustle. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah it's, that's what it is. Is because now you got to focus on your tips. But you gave, you know, it's hard to live like that because you have times when you got down periods and you're not making that money, but yeah. you're used to living that way. Yeah. So now you got to readjust where I'm at. I know every two weeks I'm getting a check. My check gonna either be this or that in that range. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have to depend on making three hundred dollars this weekend. Although from Thursday to Saturday I'm capable of doing that. You know what I mean? But because I want other people to stay working there, I, I you know I give up shifts or whatever. But I don't even four hours is too long for me, bro. I don't want to be at work five hours. That's killing. Me. I feel like you know like, what I mean. I love myself. I want to be home. I want to. Yeah, I want to be working yeah, on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you got to think about it. If you if you put as much time into yourself that you do to a job, you can be as successful as you want to be. Yeah. Anything. Put the same energy into it. But we don't because we see, oh, I, oh, if I don't have this job, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to struggle. Yeah, you're going to struggle because you're not putting us in place of it. Don't don't yeah. stop. You got to put something in that place. So if you're working on that, how are you losing? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you started 20, okay, I took myself from 40 hours to 20 hours. My next goal is to take myself from 20 hours to 10 hours, from 10 hours to no hours. That means I'm doing enough on my own that I don't have to depend on the check every month. Mm-hmm. I know that my income is going to be enough for me doing this that I'm going to be able to take care of myself without worrying about it. Yeah. But we get scared because, oh, this job, this job, this job, that's all I got. No, that's not all you got. That's all you see. We've been conditioned to do that. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. why with the pandemic, you've seen so many more people starting to do their own thing, not going back to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot mm-hmm. of them got the same ideas with these T-shirts and, you know what I mean, customizing sneakers and, you know what I mean? But that they, they people went to school for hair, learning how to cut hair. And it's, yeah, it's just a business that you're going to always be able to keep. Yeah, absolutely. You don't got to work in a shop to be a barber. Mm-hmm. No. Hell no. Nigga. All you got to have is four feet. cuts getting bread. All you got to have is an outlet and four feet. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Awesome. <laughs> What's it set for? <laughs> But thankful for me, I ain't seen a barber in almost 30 years. So. <laughs> I'm with you on that. For sure. Man, it's been awesome having you on the podcast. Sure. No, I appreciate y'all, man. It was a love. I promise you. Where can the listeners find you? Right. Uh, catch me at the Harvest Market. Comedy on the Mess every month. Last Wednesday of the month. Catch me on uh, Facebook. Raven Phillips. Ray Philly Phillips on uh, Facebook. You catch me on YouTube. Twitter. Uh, I think I got an Instagram, but that would be my administrator, which is my son. I don't really... Deal with my social media outside my Facebook, but you can definitely catch me on Facebook. Um, local, you can catch me at the Harvest Market every single month, the last Wednesday of the month. The next show will be May the 30, 31st. Um, it's going to be a great show. I got some comedians coming up from St. Louis, and I got one local guy from here that's going to get down from me. Then I already got uh, two of the three comedians for next month booked, so June will be a lot. So when I get all that set up, but yeah, just definitely stay at me. You can get on me the Harvest Market Facebook page uh, to see the ads for the show. Um, Child support court, traffic court, you probably catch me in them two places. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nah, man, it was awesome to have guys having me out, man. I really appreciate it. Yes, and, sir. Uh, yes, sir. You know what I mean? Just just try to stay positive, man, and treat people the way you want to be treated. And I feel like if somebody screamed, um, 
Fuck the Eagles, you'll like appear. Oh, we shooting them. No, hey, hey. I told you my gun is not registered. That's 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 like candy. Hey, Eagles, Flyers, Phillies, whatever no, you got. Tell you what, that's him. But I, yeah, you better Philly, not. You better not do it. I'm doing the Philly, and I, I promise you, going yeah. under a, a, a bridge, mm -hmm. graffiti on the side. Fuck the Eagles. Yeah, in Philly, in Philly, bro. Oh, these are the roughest fans in the world. Oh, they are rough fans. I know. The, 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 they don't play. The, don't go to don't not, don't not go to league. a Dallas Cowboy game, an Eagles game, in Philly. Who's, who's the, the toughest? And be a Dallas game. Huh? What sport has the Philly. toughest? Oh, it got to be the Eagles for sure. The Eagles. They had oh, man. Jail. They threw snowballs at They threw snowballs at Santa Claus, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Both of those. Hold on. Hold on. The old snowballs at Santa Claus, bro. What? Bro, you ever remember when Michael Irvin got hurt? Yeah, yeah. You, they got a standing ovation. Oh, they ended his career on that bad Astro talk. Oh. The whole stadium stood up. Oh! Philly man, yeah, bro, it's it rough because oh. you, 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 they threw batteries, bro. They threw batteries, they threw batteries. At, batteries. at JD Drew because he didn't want to sign with the with them and went to the Cardinals. Went to the Cardinals and then when he came to Philadelphia, they was throwing batteries out. Yeah, bro, now I'm done. City of Brotherly Love. Hey, that's what they say. City, city of Brotherly Love. Now duck, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But yeah, that, that fans, man, they they feel like they own the team. Philly, you know what I mean? Boston, they feel like we feel like we own the team, bro. Like Chicago, we we, we are part. Side. We are blue collar yeah. sports town. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. We we live and die with them teams, man. That, that's just blue collar you know I mean? sports yeah. town. You know I mean? We work. So Every, we everybody's <laughs> right, right. Better we know. show up to work, and y'all better. You better, too. Bro, don't do it and see what happened to you. You see what practice? We talk about practice. You talk about one of the best players in the league, bro. And they go to him about not going to practice. And he was putting up fifty. He, he, he the lead scored, lead scored in the league, dog. They talk about practice. Come on, man, back up off me, dog. Practice. Man, sure. <laughs> do, you, do you watch me oh, play, bro? Look, yeah. I ain't practicing. Yeah, bro. They, yeah, they tough, bro. They tough. If they don't make it there, you, yeah, your career pretty much shot. <laughs> Literally. For real, bro. If you can't, yeah, Philadelphia's probably, yeah. The, the Flyers get a pass just because they've been bad for so long, but the Phillies, <laughs> the Phillies with those two, like the last couple of years, like they've had almost five uh, World Series appearances in the last 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. the only move. We got to win. Got you know what I mean? Unlike Cub fans, I've seen every team in my city win a championship. Ooh. You know what I mean? I got a Stanley Cup, I got an NBA championship, I got a World oh, Series, and oh. I got a Super Bowl now. Oh. Yeah. Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, but I'm saying from your city. Well, oh, we we here for the state now. No, I've got it. I, I, got, I got it. I got it. At least you in the same state, man. Because well, that's, that's all I can do. I don't see how you can live somewhere else and cheer for another team. Like you no, can't I live do. here and cheer for Denver. I don't hold, like hold that. Hold on, I'm a Yankee fan. Are you? Well, you're, you're a baseball, baseball fan. Hold on, but I'm gonna tell you how I got there because I'm not gonna be a Cub fan. Oh no. He said, just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You can be a White Sox fan. They got a World Series. I mess with them, right? Are but, you from Chicago? No, I'm from here. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I like players, so that's the Yankees just kept buying them. And, and every year they do When you cheer for a team that only half the, the World Series that ever been played. They just kept buying the best players. <laughs> they just kept buying Think about it. Think about it, bro. winning. Think about it. It works. Think about it. You ain't got A-Rod. You had Derek Jeter on that team, bro. You everybody. had Paul. What's the dude? Paul. Uh, what's the name? They got. They got everybody that played on different teams last year on this team, bro. And they still not the best team in the league. You got to play the game. 
Yeah, but they, they, they do all in half the World Series. So with that being said, it's easy to cheer it's, for it's, a winner. It's about money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cheer for the Orioles. See how that worked out for you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know they still play. You like, they actually good this year. Yeah, they, they are. Got a lot of brothers yeah. on the team, too. <laughs> the Tigers, yeah, well, there used to be American sport, huh? Baseball. Yeah, it did. It used to be. Now, no it's, more. now it's Latino. Uh-huh. <laughs> And Asian, them Chinese boys making a name for themselves. Osani? They're, they're probably the best Cats players. Pitching and probably they pitching are, and hitting home they runs. Are. They, put a, they put a lot more effort in. Plus, they used yeah. to be in the grass anyway. So. Oh. <laughs> I got to go, man. I got to go. This is a tension of danger. I got to go. <laughs>